0: From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, thank you very much. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to the program. Dodge the rain, but boy, I heard it. It, it came on uh, very, very heavy, about maybe 30, 45 minutes after we arrived. Then it stopped, and it started again. And as usual, Dan's arrow right on top of it here. Jam-packed Monday. Oh, my gosh, we have so much to do. A lot to share with you this hour. We're going to have open forum for the first half of the 7 o'clock hour Citizen Seth Grossman actually heard my interview with Dinesh D'Souza when I filled in for Brian Kilmeade last week, and Seth wants to talk about Dinesh D'Souza, and you should watch his new movie uh, that I'm looking at my watch. It's out this week. Everything he does, he just nails it down, and you know it's effective because the Democrat media completely ignores it. We have um, a lot to do in the 8 o'clock hour. An African-American business owner in Atlantic City who most believe is being retaliated against by Marty Small. That story coming up at 8.05. And what's going on right now within the Atlantic City Fire Department is just disgraceful. We'll get to that. And then Mayor Charles Kane, and I know that Mayor Kane, and I'm hoping he arrives this morning, I think he's going to because he didn't tell me he's not, and he always tells me when he won't be able to be here uh late last week on Thursday, his mom passed away, and his mom was not only very, very special but his best friend. So the mayor who I believe will be here today, Mayor Kane in hour number four. We'll be here this morning with a heavy heart. The significance of mental illness uh, cannot be overstated. And many people deal with this to different degrees. Just one day, think about this, just one day before one of the greatest honors of her lifetime, Naomi Judd died by suicide. She was going into the Country Music Hall of Fame the very next day, which the Judd family wanted that to go on, and it did. And uh, I'm trying to think. You had the Judds, Naomi and Winona, and you had the legendary Ray Charles inducted into the Country Hall of Fame. You know, when I first heard... First, you heard no cause. They didn't announce any cause. Then I paid very close attention to Winona and Ashley Judd, who released a statement that they lost their mom to the disease of mental illness. So I said to Margie, I said, honey, what what could that mean? I, I understand how serious mental illness is and and all of that, but... I I just had no context. Then a little while later, Winona and Ashley confirmed that their mom had died by suicide. So just to give you an idea, and you may have people very close to you, people that you work with, people in your life, the significance of mental illness. If you ever see maybe someone one day is very up and... Then another day, they're very down, and you, you don't know how to even handle it because you don't know which version you're going to encounter. Just remember, it's real, and most people suffer in silence and don't come forward, either at work or publicly or if, if they are a public figure. Uh, I, I mean, I, I never knew. I never knew. Naomi Judge performed just very recently – you would never know it. But I I saw an interview where she said that you may see me all dressed up and hair done and makeup done and looking like the happiest person in the world. And, And there I am. And she said, and then I might not go back out for two or three weeks. And even admitted that she didn't do proper hygiene even during those periods of Of Lowe's, just remember the significance of mental illness. You cannot overstate it. So I was very, very sad about that. Always was a big fan of the Judds. And they were groundbreaking. You go back to the 80s, no doubt about it. Very, very significant. And Naomi battled life-threatening hepatitis in the early 90s. She spent years in recovery from that. So deepest thoughts and prayers to the Judd family and um, certainly reflect and mourn the passing of Naomi Judd. Can you imagine it would have been – I think it would have been fantastic if her life was going to end so soon to have that night of just total adulation, your night to be able to just be celebrated, your career. Very, very sad. And it shows you the the deep, deep significance. Because probably that had a big part of it. Maybe really overwhelmed with having to go and be the center of attention. Who knows? But I don't believe in coincidences. So for that to happen the night before, whew, very, very significant. Well, tonight... The Philadelphia 76ers Eastern Conference run continues now in the semifinal round against the Miami Heat, which I do believe with a healthy Joel Embiid, I would have liked the Sixers' chances in this series. You never know. People do step up. This maxi is playing very, very well. Perhaps James Harden now has to strap the team on his back a little bit, and he has the ability He can score 50 points by himself almost any time he wants. He's still got it. He has just tailored his game. He's almost become a point guard for the Sixers. You see him bringing the ball up more than anyone. So maybe he steps up and maybe they have a shot, but they're on the road to start the series. Remember all this coming down to just one game. The Sixers could have been second seed, or fourth seed, all came down to one game. Three teams all finished in a tie, and the Sixers came out at the bottom of that. But, you know, you got to play everybody. Well, you don't have to play everybody, but at some point, you've got to play the semifinal series, and if you're going to go on, you have to be able to win that and play the Eastern Conference series. So eventually, they probably would have had to play Miami, so they play them now. Chance they could have avoided them totally if Miami would have gotten knocked off maybe in the semifinal round and it wasn't against the Sixers. But you got to play the teams, and that's the way it goes. And I didn't say it, but I don't want to assume that you know, but most of you do know if you follow the Sixers at all. Joel Embiid, I don't even know what he was doing in, the, in even in, a, in the game at that point. Like three minutes, three and a half minutes left in a total... 30-some point blowout game. All the stars should have been on the bench. But he's out there, and he made some kind of shot. Did I'm not blaming him for his own injury, but he did some kind of celebration. And again, I don't believe in coincidences. And the next thing you know, he takes a really hard foul, and he has both a concussion, but the more serious thing, it appears, is the broken eye orbit. So he's out. Maybe he's out for the rest of the season. Maybe he comes back later in this series or later in the season if, they, if there is another round. I don't know how long he's out. They don't know how long he's out. And I guess if he does come back, he'll be wearing one of those uh, clear plastic face shield deals. Because you don't want to mess with that kind of thing. All right, break time. We'll be back 16 minutes past the hour. We are jam-packed. Wait until I tell you about who used the alias of a KGB spy. You know, I'll give you this much of a clue. It's a Democrat. And it's always the Democrats attaching Trump to Russia. None of it true. All of it disproven. Even the Democrat media has to admit that now. But it's always the Democrats that are connected to Russia I'll give you the latest example next. I'm Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. You did that.
2: Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll tell you why it's time to give your diet a light rest. Next.
3: Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, This is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898.
2: A new study shows that getting more sleep is the key to weight loss. I never know who to believe with these studies, but it would explain why Joe Biden's so skinny. Every time you see the guy, he looks like he's just waking up from a nap or about to take one in the middle of a press conference. Turns out we've been bashing Sleepy Joe the whole time, but he's a weight loss guru. I don't know, man. I want to believe it's legit. But if I'm being honest, this doesn't sound like a real study. It sounds like some scientist got caught sleeping in the lab and was like, hey, I'm losing weight here. It's not what it looks like. And then he probably got a mattress company to sponsor this study because let's face it, Americans are lazy, so why hit the gym when you can hit the hay? Now, I'm no wellness guru. The only way I wind up in a weight loss commercial is if they need a before model. That being said, I'd actually give this a go because we all need more sleep. And who knows? It might actually work. If not, the scale will definitely send you a wake-up call. Good night, everybody. I'm Jimmy Fail. Hi, it's Mark
4: Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's
1: Harry Hurley. You know the saying, April showers bring May flowers. But what do May flowers bring? Allergies. And you know I know about them. So it's a great time to contact my friends at Ambient Comfort. Ask them about their indoor air quality solutions, including air purifiers and air filtration systems. These systems from Ambient Comfort provide so many benefits for your family. They can disinfect and continuously clean your air, eliminating biological contaminants, including viruses, mold spores, and bacteria. Whether you're dealing with allergies, asthma, or just want to cut down on the dust in your air, Ambient Comfort will audit your home to determine the best air quality solution. Then install and maintain the system that makes sense for your home. If you're a bit of a germaphobe, this is for you. When comfort matters, choose Ambient Comfort. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or call 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955. And tell them Harry Hurley sent you. It's in their name, but I will tell you one of the most comforting service calls I ever had was when Ambient Comfort came in with all of their elaborate equipment. And they give you a printout on the spot. You get it digitally sent. It can be printed out as well. But a complete assessment if there are any problems, carbon monoxide, any other kinds of toxins, anything that's unhealthy for you to breathe in. And when you get that clear bill of health, it's a very comforting system, which means your system is working well. Did you probably take care of it and, and change the filter and all of this? So it, it's something I, I would give them a call or go to the website, ambientcomfortnj.com, and have them do that inspection. It was It was terrific. All right, you're going to think I'm making this up and and Democrat liars that, you know, they're liars who lie about lying. They'll be lying about it. But believe it or not, this is true. It's confirmed. It's incontrovertible. And even if Democrats lie about it, then that's on them. They're just lying. Joe Biden used an alias of a KGB spy from a Tom Clancy novel. I'll tell you, this this Hunter Biden laptop, the laptop from hell, oh my gosh, this thing is, is a treasure trove. So now Biden is a Russian spy. Peter Henderson, by the way, a fictional Soviet Union-era spy in several Tom Clancy novels. Who just happened to infiltrate the U.S. government? The emails... In Hunter Biden's computer, prove all of this. Hunter Biden's laptop indicate the sitting vice president of the United States started using the fictitious mole moniker in October of 2016. He forwarded a YouTube video to his son, Hunter, his brother, Jim, daughter-in-law, Haley, as well as his sister, and longtime political strategist, Valerie Biden Owens. He sent the message using an email address with the username 67Stingray. I'm um, Stingray. Stingray. 67Stingray. That's clearly a direct reference to his beloved 1967. Corvette Stingray, which you probably have seen him pictured in, I think it's green, by the media on countless occasions. So there you go. What are they going to say? The big guy's not him. No, 67 Stingray, that's not Joe. No, 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 no. Uh, Peter Henderson, that's not Joe. All they do is lie about everything. Liars who lie about lying. That's their game, and isn't it incredibly, fantastically amazing that they have created this sort of department of propaganda, of misinformation, disinformation? They're, I'm telling you, they're they're Soviet all the way. This whole gang. Oh, and even with market saturation level adulation, I wrote a note in my daytimer. To remind me to remind you that Joe Biden's new book sold 250 copies for the first week. Now, do you understand? What do we have? We're not even counting that there's probably about 20 more million illegals than they even count. So we're probably somewhere beyond 370 million people. But you'll hear 340 million, sometimes 350 million There's 350 million people in this country. The first sitting first lady of the United States sold 250 books in a week. What is that like? Not even 30 a day. I think it's like 25 a day or something close to that. Maybe a little bit more. Incredible times. I guess what? Eight times three is 24. I mean, you could say maybe close to 30, 30 a day or whatever it is. It is incredible. Seven times three is 21. So it's more than, more than 30 a day, but certainly less than 40-ish. I kid you not. Every and this is not an insult, please. It's going to come off like an insult. Every single person in this audience that has ever listened to this program, that ever will listen to this program. If you wrote a book. You could sell more than 250 copies in the first week. I promise you. There's no doubt in my mind. This is the level of disinterest, dislike. 250 copies in a week there's things you just have to accept that they spin they lie they bring up all this junk make themselves as though they're not as unpopular as they are but there are certain unambiguous things that you cannot spin I would love somebody to say hey Gensaki at the, at the White House press briefing, uh, what do you think it is? The first lady sold 250 book scans, sold 250 books in seven days, in a whole week. Is this a sign of just total dislike of this presidency, of this, of this Biden family? What do, you, what do you attribute these anemic sales to? Uh, We don't get into the book scans, Uh, you know, she'll have some answer, but it won't be good. All right, I'm going to John Durham next when we come back after this. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station.
4: This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network.
1: It is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Myself and Peter Capparelli, after doing the casinos, we now have done the 10 best Atlantic City area non-casino restaurants. And you have read this article by the, oh my gosh, the numbers are unbelievable. You've made me so happy. The last African-American business Gardner's Basin ordered closed by small, very small move. We've got the story and a big update on the Atlantic City Fire Department. From the
5: Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A stormy start to your Monday, but brighter skies and warmer temperatures are ahead. We could see scattered showers and thunderstorms through mid to late morning, then the sun breaks out today, high of 70 degrees. A stray shower possible this evening, then mostly cloudy overnight, low 52. Partly sunny tomorrow, 61 for a high, even cooler at the beaches. Next rain chance rolls in tomorrow night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
6: If you are
1: ready to get
0: Hurley in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, thank you. Welcome back. One last statistic, and I just leave it up to you to decide. More and more, all I like to do is I, I work really hard to find incontrovertible facts. Things that you cannot dispute. If you give wonderful, flowery, glowing opinion, editorial type commentary, it can just be completely dismissed. They write off the person who says it and then they write off whatever was said. Oh, that's just Hannity. Uh, that's just Hurley. That's uh, just Tucker. Then it's over. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It doesn't matter who said it. What about what was said? Let's talk about that. So tell me if you believe. I'll tell you right up front, I don't believe. I don't believe for a second that Joe Biden got 81,283,098 votes in the 2020 election. And the reason you know that's not true, this is a guy that couldn't get 1% ever when he ran as a Democrat, ever, ever. He was like Kamala Harris, the less than 1%. You understand, when you're that low, you are more statistically insignificant than people who say, I don't know. How about that? How would you like to be that guy? And, and they push too hard that you have to believe. I heard uh, the show before me. It's like you have to believe That Joe Biden won. You have to believe that he got 81,283,098 votes. Well, I don't believe it, and I never did. I wish they would have fought more effectively to try to disprove these numbers in areas where I think they could have had success. That was the big mistake. But we'll – okay, we'll believe – you know, if you believe in in all of this – and you believe that Joe Biden got 81,283,098 votes less than two years ago, but less than a year and a half ago. Do you also believe that Joe Biden got 250 book sales in a week? They got 81 million people that voted for them. 250 book sales? Where are these throngs of Biden groupies and fans and just not just fans go the whole lengthy word fanatic fan is a shortcut. Where are they? They don't exist. That's why you can't find them. And then when you have something that's objective. Like people being willing to part with a couple of dollars. 250 people in a week. Update John Durham. The 2016 presidential campaign of Hillary Clinton flooded the mainstream media outlets with, quote, unverified derogatory information about Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, it says, that led to an investigation into the false Russian collusion narrative. Special Counsel John Durham. We know he has said this because they're in official court documents that were filed earlier last week. In the days after Clinton Associates, Chris, Christopher Steele and Michael Sussman, he's working feverishly right now to get certain things redacted that won't count if he gets away with it. It's just unbelievable times. They approached the fbi in september of 2016 with dirt that would spur the russia gate probe this according to the campaign's opposition research firm that sent some of the same information to the new york times journalists and you might remember that's when hillary clinton would then speak about the media saying these things they said it they fed it to the media. The media fed it to the American people, hence the scam. Quote, gents, good to see you yesterday, a Fusion GPS executive wrote to New York Times reporters. Quote, sounded like you might be interested in some of the attached Russia-related material. These are internal open-source research drafts as agreed Please treat this as background, not for attribution. As you'll see, it's all easily replicated anyway. Yeah, we're going to give this to you. You can't say you got it from us. Quote, can you also send, can also send you a name, Toronto memo. Once I dig it out, the executive added, I'm skipping over name and company name. Believe you guys have done that up. Leave it to you to distribute internally or not as you see fit. Don't believe Sunny Isle, Hollywood, or Panama, or Toronto have been touched by brands X, Y, or Z. Amazingly, don't think anyone has done up the Trump Tower poker ring story either. Pretty vivid color there. This is so you can see. I've been telling you for 31 years. But this is the way the game is played. They feed lies and... To the media, the media parrots it knowing it's lies, but they parrot parrot it as solid reporting. This message is one of hundreds between Clinton campaign operatives and journalists that have been obtained by Durham. And I want you to understand something. These are all now public. But the media doesn't report about any of them. These, I'm telling you, when you get these filings, because Durham, you have to give him credit. He doesn't leak. Well, how do we know this? No, he's got to do his job. The only time that things have come out during the Durham investigation is when he makes a filing before the court, and then you see something. I don't know how this is going to end. But I do believe Dorum has a lot. I think he has a ton of information. All right, we've got to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to give you another individual who believes that inflation is much higher than is being claimed. You know right here, this guy, me, your boy, I have been saying that from the beginning. That it's not 8.54%. Uh-uh. No way, no how. More on that next. Open forum for just one half hour, and I apologize. We are just jammed today. Citizens F. Grossman on Dinesh D'Souza at 735. And in the 8 o'clock hour, I have two Atlantic City stories that I must do a deep dive on both to educate the public to what's going on. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
4: WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station.
0: Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you. Approaching 10 minutes before the top of the hour. So while we keep hearing that inflation is at a 40-year high, of 8.54%. I don't believe this. I haven't believed it from the beginning. I've used the figure minimum 12%. I feel more like 15%. A report that I saw a few hours ago said that these already distressing stats, quote, at 8.54%, are significantly underreported with actual year-to-year inflation rates hitting a whopping 16.8% in March, the steepest rate since June of 1947. So not 1981, 1947. Now to the wonderful, the fantastic, Biden Disinformation Division. And you have um, Congresswoman, um, thinking of her first name, I should remember it. And I do a name association. Yes, because she has the same first name as one of my daughters, Lauren bobert You might remember her. She wears um, dark glasses and she has some of the whitest teeth. You'll ever see. I'm a huge fan. Of white teeth. Just it just to me. Just exudes. Attractiveness. Hygiene. Someone really takes care of themselves. I think it looks great. Go back in time. And watch some of these movies. With people with brown teeth. Famous people. Supposed like sex symbols. Brown teeth. Makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Lauren Boebert. She has introduced a bill to defund. I love it. <laughs> defund President Biden's newly formed disinformation governance board. Now, you have to admit. This is hutzpah on steroids times infinity for the most lying Scoundrels. That we've ever seen. And I told you all during the campaign. Every time he said I will always tell you the truth. I'm like oh my God. All he ever does is lie. He's lying about that. And it just. I know nobody believed me. And I think people believe me now. They lie about everything. So why wouldn't it be the liars. Who would create a disinformation board. To then go after people and they don't say what the penalties will be or any of that but they're going to come after people who very well may be telling the truth remember now would the disinformation board had gone after every american who told the truth about hunter biden and his laptop and all the americans that told the truth about covid-19 that was all considered disinformation so where do where do you go to get your freedom back or whatever they take from you or charge you with because they get to decide. It's why I always said these fact-checkers on these social media platforms, they're not fact-checkers. They're hard-left Democrat politicians that everything is through the prism of that radical view. I mean, let me let me go into this... Um, individual and i i never really heard too much of her in the past but let me tell you about this truth czar this minister of truth this is really i mean a radical nina jankowicz selected by joe biden to head the disinformation governance board now she she is so radical. She wrote a piece, How to Defeat Disinformation, an agenda for the Biden administration. She wrote this in a foreign affairs magazine. And when I say in, it's the name of the magazine. Not just uh, that's not a general topic or a general term. The magazine's called Foreign Affairs in November of 2020. She spelled out what she believed could be done at the White House including creating her own job she believes that the government can squash your free speech call it disinformation go after the american people who dare to speak differently than whatever they say is the truth very dis- very dangerous individual very dangerous position and she goes into great lengths About about all these things. So a total radical is in charge. Something I mean at some point it's not going to matter because they're going to be they're going to be thrown out all of them. She said that Biden should take the threat of disinformation seriously. She mocked President Trump for his own claims of disinformation about him as a hoax. So you see she was wrong about that. He said it was disinformation. She said it wasn't. This is why these people are so dangerous. Everything they say is a truth is a lie. Everything that is the truth they say is a lie. And you tell me that this is not very, very much Soviet Union, Russia type stuff that they're doing. To have a governmental structure? That, that combats disinformation? That's your job on a daily basis. You have a spokesperson that lies every single day. Is it disinformation if you say that Joe Biden appears to be cognitively challenged? That something doesn't appear to be right? That will be called disinformation. And they say, oh, the president's then-president elects record of bipartisanship where's that where is his record of anything other than being a partisan and now he's a a super uber partisan and of course what they always do they always quote a foreign source basically that they're better than us this jankowicz praised european efforts to address disinformation she she suggested Creating what they've done, a counter-disinformation czar, which would be charged with setting up a corresponding directorate. How about this? How about this administration of all? This dishonest, lying, no-good administration. They're going to be charged with finding the disinformation. I, I would say this. Let this Jenkowitz investigate Biden and Saki and the rest of them, all of them. Spend all your time investigating what they're saying to the American people, because there is your disinformation. The Washington Post, where democracy dies in darkness. Oh my God, they must have choked when they had to write this story titled, Trump Grand Jury Ending in New York with No Charges Against Ex-President. Oh, it's got to... Now, you think about this. This is how flimsy, how obviously political all of this is. Because do you know how easy it is to get somebody indicted? You're not even allowed to have an attorney in there. You probably have heard John Zarek talk about this uh, process. You get nothing. They get to present, please, just give us a chance. We have all the goods. We have it. We have, we have proof. Just give us a chance to prove our case. And you realize you almost always get to indict someone. That's why this level of power is so dangerous, especially when it's in the hands of the wrong people. So this grand jury, which was convened last year, to hear evidence against President Trump is going to expire with no charges. Now, it remains to be seen, this Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA that took over for Cyrus Vance Jr., he seems poised to do the right thing. This is political, this is is BS, and it should go nowhere. But he's gonna be under incredible pressure from the hard left. So imagine they have the unlimited resources of the federal government, And they can't get an indictment, can't even make an accusation that a grand jury will agree to um, to further. It's really revealing. 609-407-1450. It's open forum for 30 minutes and then get ready. We're going to be at a fast sprint thereafter.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground... To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I
1: just looked at the front of the New York Times. Tucker Carlson is holding it up, and it's a picture of him. And I, I, I know this because I read about it over the weekend. I can't, I guess I could blow it up and see it. I don't know exactly what it says, but they're calling him basically, I think they're calling him a racist. And they have some term for his show. It's not flattering. Something like the most, I don't know, the whitest show or it's just something really nasty stuff. Tucker Carlson, and you can't fake sincerity, he is hilarious about this. He is holding it up with both hands. What's it say? American nationalist. How Tucker Carlson stoked white fear to conquer cable news. Do you see, you, you're never allowed to be number one unless it's them. Like if it's Rachel Maddow, number one, Oh, number one. Never believed any of that anyhow. But number one, whoa, shut up, you know for no no, there's no conditions to it. But if you're Tucker or you're Sean Hannity, they're releasing text messages between Mark Meadows and Sean Hannity. Can you imagine if we could get the text messages of Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Joe Biden? We have the Joe Biden stuff. And the media just simply doesn't report on it. But Tucker Carlson is laughing hysterically at them. So good. It's the way you got to be. You, I mean, you just can't let them. You can't let them win and you can't let them bother you. I mean, I have trolls every day. I've got some troll in Atlantic City. I could care less. I get people saying, Harry, did you know? I said, no. And if you didn't tell me, I still wouldn't know. No, you might be the only person that knows what you're telling me. It's of no interest to me what small-minded people have to say. It's of no interest. I know we're doing what's right. I know we pursue the truth vigorously, and we have to back it up. They can lie, and they can just make up anything they want to make up, but they, they cannot change the facts. And we'll give you a few examples coming up in less than an hour of a local African-American business that we believe is being retaliated against. A lot of people uh, agree with me on that point. And also, the um, I did a piece three days ago about the Atlantic City Professional Fire Department. It's even worse today, and we will give you that update at 8.35 this morning. Seth Grossman is going to join us at 735 this morning on Dinesh D'Souza, who has a movie, 2,000 Mules, which I can't wait to see. Every movie he does is so incredibly well sourced. 609-407-1450, an open phone line, wide open forum. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Very well, thank you.
7: The uh, woman who wrote the book sixteen nineteen came out with another good. Gu- came out with another doozy. Uh, she brought up the fact that dropping the atomic bomb on Japan was unnecessary, and the only reason we did it was first we sunk a lot of billions of dollars into it, and we wanted to see if it worked. Now. We all know this woman is deficient in history.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, as we know, we know it worked because there were many, many tests. uh, And even some people like Agnes Moorhead, the actress from Bewitched, uh, who played uh, Elizabeth Montgomery's mom on the show, probably John Wayne and a bunch of others, uh, all got cancer uh, because they would be filming the different movies, westerns and things. That they were doing in the same area as where the tests were being done. Now we knew it worked, so that's that's false. Look, you can have a difference of opinion that it shouldn't have been done. I I'm in agreement that it should have been done. That Harry Truman made a very courageous decision that I don't believe FDR would have made. Uh, so we were very fortunate. They say we're where we're supposed to be uh, when we're supposed to be there, and I don't think I don't know if you agree, Peter. But I don't I don't think FDR would have done it. I, I don't believe that for a second. But Truman did. But we already knew it worked. This wasn't an experiment. Hey, let's just drop this thing and see what happens. Uh, they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But the thing was, by the way, do you agree or disagree with my assertion that FDR would not have dropped the bomb? I'll, you have me there. I would not know. But it was a known military fact.
7: That the invasion of the home islands would have brought horrendous casualties, not just on American forces, but on the Japanese citizenry, because all their men of fighting age, they were the country was bled dry. And all they had left were uh, women and children and elderly. And the government of that time, they conditioned these people to meet the american troops on the beaches and and uh, even in the countryside with uh bamboo shields and spears mm. that's a known fact and the the the, the uh, casualties on both sides military and civilian would have been horrendous and unnecessary
1: yeah and so- i mean it ended the war uh, it was it was necessary Uh, It is defendable. It's it's a horrific weapon and and a horrific loss of life. But and I'm sure that innocent people died because of it. So that's it's tough to 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 stomach all of that. But I I support the president uh, after the fact with what he did. And this woman that wrote 1619. That whole 1619 uh, was completely erroneous And what she's saying now is more of the same. Yeah. But in the meantime, have a blessed day. You too, Peter. Good to talk to you. That'd be a neat thing to uh, pursue one day. Not now. We don't have time. This is the last segment of Open Forum that we have today. Unless, of course, and I don't want it to be the case, I want you to have Open Forum. You know, we we strive very hard for a minimum of one hour. And a lot of times, two or even more hours of the program are Open Forum. Uh, but only if Mayor Kane is unable to appear this morning because of the passing of his mom late last week, uh, would we have any more open forum this morning. So forgive me, I'm not wishing for that because I'm hoping that Mayor Kane will be able to be here this morning. When we come back, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open, 609-407-1450. Citizen Seth Grossman at the bottom of the hour after the bottom of the hour break at 735 About Dinesh D'Souza, who is a great American, by the way, who was prosecuted and jailed for something that no one gets prosecuted and jailed for. Something that's always handled at an administrative level, a campaign contribution. Now, you see these filthy contributions that Obama and Hillary Clinton and Biden that they're all a part of. Nobody goes to jail, basically. I think recently Hillary Clinton financial uh, person went to jail, but very, very rarely. And they go after a really good man who loves America, like Dinesh D'Souza, merely because of his philosophy of governance not aligning with theirs. The movie is 2,000 Mules, and I understand it's incredible. That's coming up. At 735, we have an open phone line right now at 609-407-1450. Two Atlantic City, important issues that we're going to be discussing in the 8 o'clock hour. And if all goes well, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek in today's 9 o'clock hour. I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. You did that. And here's Sean Hannity.
2: Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Live free or die, America and the world on the brink. Well, this is the brink part I was warning about. Um, uh, we did, by the way, I signed some special copies if you want them for Mother's Day. Uh, great gift for mom. Um, and I'll tell you why. The demand for them has gone through the roof. Because everything we wrote about and predicted could happen is happening. It's, it's even happening faster than I could have ever imagined. Now we're going to have, they, they're so wigged out over this ministry of truth. You know, we're, in this country, we're going to have a, literally a disinformation governance board. Are you kidding me? Proclamations that your children are the government's children? No, parents are not potted plants. Sorry. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today, right here are
6: you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties most lenders only work with cookie cutter w2 borrowers at cash call mortgage we have loans designed specifically for investment properties we qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property borrowers can get up to two and a half million dollars that's right two and a half million dollars no tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans and absolutely no lender or broker fees if you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment Properties Give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now. 800-940-0226. That's 800-940-0226. 800-940-0226.
5: Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act. License number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com.
0: Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you very much.
1: This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores located right here next to Broadcast Center at 900 Tilton Road in Northfield and also at 1215 New Jersey Route 73 in Mount Laurel. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs. Roy and his team are extraordinary in in every aspect. Their attention to detail. They're very service-minded. They have creative solutions to fix your cell phones or your batteries for any possible device that you can imagine, for things as small as a watch battery, all the way up and through the size of a car battery. They've got it all and so much more. Also, at the point of sale, I like it when you do this. I mean, I appreciate it. It it, it it's validation and it shows my clients uh, that you become clients of that Hurley uh, in the morning works. And so I appreciate it when you mention my name. But on this occasion, I think it's very important that you mention Harry or Hurley or Hurley in the morning, because at the point of sale, you need to ask for your 10% discount. You tell them I sent you and you'll get a 10% discount at the point of sale at Batteries plus bulbs. Everybody that we've sent there has um, said that they're everything that I said they are. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air.
8: Mr. Hurley, good morning.
1: And good morning to you.
8: A little bit of history. I, I'm. This is something it's off the, off the wall. Reparation. Yeah. When I was a kid, I swear to God, I thought when when I heard that word, I used to think, oh, they're going to pay him back. I always thought that reparation represented anything that was being given back to somebody that deserved it because it was confiscated or used at the time by someone else. Arlington Cemetery, the Lee family, that was confiscated. By the federal government. Yeah. Because of Robert E. Lee. Right. They never got a dime for it. I always thought that should have been reparated.
1: Well, that's. Listen. No, no, it wasn't. That was treated as though we win, you lose. Uh, And it was also for the indignity of, you know, being on the losing side. The definition of the word reparation is the making of amends for a wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. So you, by definition, you could say, I guess you could say, and you did, that the Lee family was not did not receive reparations for the government taking the land, by the way, give, a, give a, um, an issue where reparations have been, uh, provided, and that's to Native Americans who've had the opportunity to have casinos and to do certain things because they had their land stolen from them. And as you know, in most cases, proper and full re- uh, reparations have not been provided. So it's um, it's a word. It is implemented sometimes, but not all times. Exactly. Selectively. Just a point.
8: Point of history,
1: yeah, it's a fair point. Now, I, I think there's a little bit of a difference with Robert E. Lee. He was the the commanding general of the South, and we had a war between the North and the South, and the North won. So it's pretty customary for the losing side, you know, to take it in the neck. It's a little bit different than say reparations for African American slaves, uh, reparations for Native Americans. Because they they didn't do anything, they didn't do anything wrong. Uh, you could make the case that in war, these are the way that things go, and that that is how that went.
8: That's, that's it's obvious. Yeah, you you have a good day.
1: You do the same. We can get it one more call before the bottom of the hour break. We thank you for waking up early in the morning and checking in. You're on the air. Welcome.
6: Uh yes. Good morning. Uh, a gentleman named Christian Prince. He's an Arab Christian. He argues with radical Islamists all the time on his blog. But he, he was saying, you know, they were telling him, oh, you you live in America, the land where they, they ripped the Native American Indians off of their land. And he says, yeah, but you, you're you're worse because you did the same thing to us. You raped our women. You raped our mothers. You raped our daughters and sisters. You killed our brothers and fathers. You burned our churches down. And then you, you imposed the Jizya. That's the tax. At least uh, Indians are getting reparations. So as far as those white devils coming down from Europe in the Crusades, if it wasn't for them, you people would be rolling a roll by now. But that's another story. But anyway, our GDP, uh, our country can take blow after blow after blow after blow blow and still be standing. That doesn't mean uh, what they're doing is good. Now, Nancy Pelosi, as long as her $20,000 freezers can hold expensive ice cream, all is well with the world. But... uh, in 2018, our GDP was 4.92, anything above 3% is good, anything below is, is sub an image. So uh, in, in 2009, let's see, it was minus 2.65, right? That's when Barack Obama was president, as opposed to President Trump being in office in 2018. In 1966, our GDP was 8.33, a very healthy GDP, and 65% of it was exports. So they wonder why we vote the way we do. It's because these people are actually destroying our country.
1: And by the way, we don't have to go back to the past. We are now for the past quarter, the the first quarter of this year. We are above, I think it's either 1.54% or something like that, nearing 2% negative. Uh, We're below, we're underwater again. If we have one more quarter like we did last doesn't even have to be as bad as that, anything negative, and we will officially be in a recession, which I guarantee you, if Trump were president right now, would not be happening.
6: That's true. Now, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Portland, Oregon have still not recovered from the uh, riots, and that's what they were. They were not peaceful protests. They violated our First Amendment. And also, uh, these planes crashing into these uh, food processing plants so it's very, very suspicious to me, and suspicious fires. We cannot. We have to understand, we are under attack by, by people that don't show their faces. Uh, the people that sh- that provide the slacks of Brits uh, for the uh, BLM and Antifa rioters to throw through the plate glass windows of shops. And that's what I'm talking about. They, they, they provided buses to take them to these places. We're we're actually at war with an unseen enemy. We better get real because uh, we're losing our country, man. I'll tell you. And uh, I'm hoping they don't don't, um, close the gap between now and November because we can't take this much longer. Thanks for letting me call
1: in. Yeah, you got it. Well, we have six months. It's exactly six months from the election. I think six months from tomorrow. Uh, Maybe give or take a couple of days. Uh, For me, and the only thing we don't know, and you never know, if something that we just cannot foresee, something dramatic, huge, in nature, that's all that could happen. Nothing. It's over. It's baked in. I love the Democrat media. Joe Biden's poll numbers have ticked up. He's in a in a Democrat poll, ABC poll, that always favors Democrats. He's ticked up to forty-two percent, and they're trying to make it look like it's it's good news. Yes headlines. Biden has ticked up. Oh my God. It's just, it's just terrible. Hey, I got a favor to ask you and I think you'll enjoy it. Peter Capparilli and I, a couple of weeks ago, did the 10 best Atlantic City casino restaurants. Capriccio, no surprise, finished first. They're first in America. They're certainly going to be first in Atlantic City. We followed that up and I published the piece yesterday. And my goodness, because we get the analytics The readership has been, I can't thank you enough for the incredible response to this piece. We did the 10 best Atlantic City area non-casino restaurants. The story is still going viral. Check it out and let me know what you think. But I will tell you what this has inspired. I've received so many friendly inquiries. Harry, love your list, but, you know, this should have been on it. Hey, Harry, nobody got smart. It was really Amazing, because we're living in very uh, nasty times. All very, very nice. Even people that disagreed said it's a great list. We're going to come back strong with another list of 10 that could have been on the 10 best. But check the piece out. 10 best Atlantic City area non-casino restaurants. It's a really, really good read. I think you'll enjoy it. When we come back, Seth Grossman on Dinesh D'Souza. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's 31 minutes past the hour. I am Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I mentioned the 10 best Atlantic City area because we went outside of Atlantic City, went into Ventnor, went into Margate, into Galloway, and in a lot in Atlantic City. Also, we have an article up about the last African-American owned business in Atlantic City in Gardner's Basin, ordered by Marty Small to be vacated by tomorrow. Read the story and we have a sad update. Lanxie Fire Department. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm
5: Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Well, this is our warmest morning in almost a week, but we do have spotty to scattered showers and thunderstorms around to start the day. By mid to late morning, we dry out, then the sun breaks out today. Nice afternoon, high of 70 degrees. A stray shower can't be ruled out this evening, then mostly cloudy, low 52, partly sunny and 61 tomorrow, even cooler at the beaches. A few showers creep in tomorrow night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: If you are ready to get... Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you very much. 36 minutes past the hour. On the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker hotline is the founder, the executive director of Liberty and Prosperity, a long-time broadcaster in his own right, attorney at law, citizen Seth Grossman. Welcome to the program.
9: Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for having me on. And of course, I'm inspired to call uh, because I heard you. I guess you guest hosted for Brian Kilmeade on to- last Tuesday. Guilty. Um, it was. It was. Which which program was that?
1: Brian Kilmeade.
9: Brian Kilmeade. Yes, and uh, you were interviewing uh, Dinesh D'Souza, and I thought, boy, what a perfect host. Uh, on national TV, uh, radio to interview Dinesh D'Souza, someone from Atlantic City, where all this started with the uh, the mules and the ballot harvesting with Craig Calloway uh, 30 years ago. And so um, I just uh, thought it's remarkable that you really brought the perspective as to what we're really facing and what this so-called you know ballot cheating is all about, because it's not just you push a button and you fix it. It's not like there's a, a computer glitch or there's a uh, uh, wires from china or all these conspiracy theories uh democrats have been cheating for 120 years and for 120 years we had controls to deal with it and then suddenly in the last 30 years we've completely dismantled all these protections to keep our elections honest and uh, yet you can't do something for 30 years and then you know after one election Say oh I, I don't like this uh, and, and and we got to fix it overnight because he hey can't. Seth,
1: two years before decision 2020, I saw what was happening in Pennsylvania. I saw what was happening in Wisconsin, in Georgia. I said, well wait a minute now they're, they're eliminating things like signature verification. That means any ballot is going to count. You're going to go from three, four, five percent. Declination of ballots, which is not about, as you know, you, you you've you've won cases about all this stuff. I'm very well aware of your pedigree in this area. So I'm, I'm saying this for the listeners, not for you. But they went from, well, for example, Georgia went from, I believe it was four or five percent declination of ballots in 2016 and even the prior year to 2020 election. To 0.3 or 0.4 percent. In other words, everything counts, no matter how it got there, whether the signature matches or not, and that—that's why I never got hung up on these machines, like these stupid people. They kept talking about releasing the kraken and stuff. Uh, They should have focused on look at the rule changes, look at the Soros secretaries of states and board of canvassers and all these boards of elections and things. The Democrats in the key battleground states, whereas, you know, Seth, only about thirty five, forty thousand votes covering over three states combined and Trump wins reelection. You go look at those states and look at the difference between declination of ballots in the previous election cycle and this one. Democrats won it by exploiting the pandemic, changing the way we vote, encouraging this ballot harvesting, and they did it right under our noses.
9: And I almost think that the uh, the talk about the the rigged machines, if I were a Democrat, I'd want to have maybe one bad machine somewhere to throw everybody off the trail. Because the real uh, fraud, and, and it's like maybe when you say fraud, it may be 80 percent legal 20% fraud but that 20% is enough to to change the election but here's how we we got here for the last 30 years the the mantra has been oh american democracy is a failure because we have the lowest voter participation of any of the industrial democracies and when you think about what a total lie that is when there's a low turnout it's not bad when it's a low turnout it's good it means people are happy with their lives. People are not turning to politics and the government to to fix their, their lives. It also means that people who are homeless out in the street are not voting. It means that people who are totally out of it mentally in nursing homes and other institutions are not voting. It means that the people underneath the boardwalk are not voting uh, because we had a requirement that you had to show up at the polls physically. And you had to, unless you had a doctor's note... So for for 30 years, they kept saying, uh, our democracy is no good because the the voter turnout is low. And what they did, I'd say 80 percent of the laws that make it so easy to cheat today were done by uh, President Bush, a Republican, uh, what, the Vote America, Help America Vote Act in 2001, Republican President, Republican Senate, Republican House of Representatives, that the Democrats year by year did this, and they just suckered the Republicans into going along with it. And then, you know, you give them an inch, they take another inch, and, and here we are. So uh, if we are going to fix this, we've really got to look at not what happened in the last election, how are we going to stop this in future elections. Yes. And, and, and there are a couple of things that we've got to focus on. And we've got to admit that, you know, we made mistakes, Republicans made mistakes, President Trump made mistakes. And and one of the big mistakes was when President Trump was telling his supporters right up until Election Day, you know, don't vote by paper ballot, don't vote by mail, you vote by machine, you make sure your vote counts. So what happens when you do that? Uh, It means that there's always going to be someone who's going to forget, someone's going to get sick, someone's going to have a problem at work, someone's going to have a family problem. And even if it's just one or two percent have that problem, that's enough to lose an election. As opposed to the Democrats saying, "No, you get your vote in now. You get your vote in early. Uh, you get your Aunt Tilly to vote. You get the, you know, your your grandma in a nursing home to vote. You get those paper ballots in. Uh, you know, don't count on you know driving to the nursing home to pick up your grandma and take her to the polls because you know maybe there'll be a restriction. Maybe your car will break down. Who knows what could happen."
1: And other than Florida, Seth, we see these examples where. It's insurmountable. You, you 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 have one election day left and the Democrats are so far out in front in the early voting. Republicans either have to cure it or participate, but it can't stay the way that it is. And I don't think that it will. Let's take our break. We'll come back. We'll have 10 minutes uninterrupted with Seth Grossman uh, on uh, all this voting methodologies and the um the, the changes that went into effect, and I don't think there's any accident that the changes uh, created the result that they wanted. We'll
0: be back.
3: Brian Kilmeade. I don't care if you're a Democrat. This is not good for the country. You got parents exercised part of the political process because of what they were doing in schools with CRT in 1619, and now with this gender fluidity. And now you got everybody exercised because they see an invasion happening, and it's only going to get worse. And Joe Biden's got 33% approval rating and told Barack Obama he wants to run again. This is total incompetence.
0: Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 10 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: It is exactly 10 minutes before the top of the hour with Seth Grossman. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you and we know it. Seth, time is yours.
9: Well, I just want to talk about the election in Patterson, New Jersey. I don't know if you've talked about that or heard much about it, but in 2020, the same year as the presidential election, they had nonpartisan city elections in Patterson, New Jersey's third largest city. And uh, basically the whole city is, is Democrat, and you had these upstart Democrats were running to knock out the established Democrats supported by Governor Murphy. And they used all the same tactics, the, uh, you know, the, the mail-in ballots and the, uh, the drop boxes and everything that was complained about in November. And what happened is the uh, Governor Murphy turned the Attorney General of New Jersey on these fellow Democrats. Actually, indicted them for these tactics. Had the election thrown out, and they and they did the whole election over again. But there was very very little publicity as to the details as to what that was about, and and, and what they did. What the Murphy Democrats did is they didn't wait until election night when the paper ballots were opened up. They went in the court. They got a court order to impound those ballots before they were counted, when the signature lines or signature pages were still attached on the flaps to the mail-in ballots. And then they found out you know, there were so many phony ones and many had the same signature. But that's what you have to do. You have to aggressively challenge ballot by ballot before they're opened, and it's enormously expensive, and you have to train And,
1: Seth, it. as you know, once they're open and they separate the envelope from the ballot, that ballot is going to count every time.
9: A- absolutely. And, and what the Democrats deliberately do, they, they jam it in. I, I mean, because you know many of those ballots had to be fake, because if, if, if you think about self-interest, if you know you have a good ballot in your hand, you're going to want to bring it to the Board of Elections right away uh, to be counted. You don't want to have it sitting in the trunk of your car until the last minute uh, because there's always a chance you'll get a flat tire, something will go wrong. So there's no doubt in my mind that when you had all those ballots being delivered, as Dinesh D'Souza pointed out, at, at a quarter to eight on the last possible deadline, there were a lot of questionable signatures there. And what had to happen is those... Uh, last-minute dumps had to be uh, needed a court order to freeze them examine the signatures uh, verify them before they got opened and unfortunately that did not happen Uh, that did not happen uh, until they were already open when the good ballots were mixed in with the bad ballots it was too late to do anything about it and uh, I think part of that is that Trump relied on these big-name attorneys who were making motions to throw out 50,000 ballots but what you really needed was volunteers and low-level local attorneys challenging, you know, one ballot after another, just like, uh, just like Sharon Zappia did, just like uh, John Risley did in our local elections here in Atlanta County.
1: Yeah, it's true. You got to do it. You got to – you have to be proactive. That's why in the run-up to the midterm elections, that should be the dress rehearsal because it should be a very good result for Republicans. But as you know, if they can steal – A certain number of seats in these districts, they either stop the inevitable from happening or they create work and working margins that are so close as they as they are right now that you can't get anything done. Anyhow, got to be proactive, have to get on it now and then be really ready for 2024, because, as you know, the Democrats, they don't believe that anything is right unless they are in charge when they win. You are to go away and shut up when you win. They're the loyal opposition that should have equal number of uh, committee members on every congressional committee and so on. So when we win, they win. When they win, they really win.
9: Yeah, and, and one thing that's really chilling, uh, there's a textbook. We used to teach in, in civics and in, in politics of what was the purpose of politics. You want to elect people who are going to serve, uh, you know, follow the law, treat everybody equally, uh, and that's how government is supposed to run. But if you read the textbook that is being used at Stockton at Montclair by uh, Professor Bridget uh, Callahan Harrison, uh, you may may know her. She ran against Amy Kennedy in a primary for Congress. She lives in Longport. She's a Montclair professor. She wrote this standard textbook. And right up at the beginning, it says, what's the definition of politics? Politics decides who benefits in a society and who does not. So they're training our young people that the purpose of politics, whatever you want in life, you have to get involved in politics and win elections so you could get the government to give you what you want. Not telling you that to get what you want, the government has to take away from other people. So that's the whole idea, that people feel they have to win elections because if they, if, if they lose an election, they will not benefit in life. And it's a, it's a horrible ethics that we're teaching our children uh, we've got to really examine the whole system. But it begins, we can't do anything until we win an election, and we have to win an election using the system they created.
1: It's true. And then win at least one, hopefully both, and I think both. One is in the bag, I think, the House. The Senate is achievable. People like Herschel Walker have to be. people like Raphael Warnock, and we should be fine, uh, and then have to win the White House back. Because these policies that they're putting into place, when they get baked in— They're next to impossible to ever change. And then judges uphold them, make you reinstate Obama executive orders, even which we know those executive orders are junk to begin with. And then when a judge says you have to reinstate something that is supposed to die with the president when they leave, if the next president doesn't reissue it or reauthorize it, rather, uh, these are the things we've been up against. All this has to change. And I think we'll agree on this point, too, Seth. Democrats, and I choke when I say this, but they masterfully used COVID-19 to cheat in elections.
9: And, and we have to understand it took us 30 years to get into this mess, and it's going to take us 30 years to get out. Oof. And if somebody thinks that, oh, we won an election, and now I'm, I'm mad because I voted for these people, and they didn't fix everything uh, in, in six months, uh, so I'm not going to get involved anymore. Uh, We need more commitment, we have to understand what's at stake. And what's really at stake is the life we're giving our kids and our grandkids. So uh, that's the real lesson, that uh, let's not look backwards. Let's look forward. Let's understand how the system has changed, and let's understand that we've got to roll this stuff back. And it's not going to be easy, but uh, like John Kennedy or the president who got me interested in politics said, a journey of a 1,000 miles begins with a single step. So let's are, start taking those steps.
1: two, two minutes. Seth, are you at all surprised how incredibly hard left the Democrats have gone? For example, maybe think about this as well. John Kennedy couldn't win a primary anywhere. I mean, he'd be a Republican by by today's standard. Everything he espoused, lower taxes and individual responsibility and giving back and not taking. I mean, all these different things, you know, the ask not and all this uh, The Democrats have gone so crazy left. Here's my suspicion, too. When they lose the House, and I hope the Senate as well, the whole squad crowd, the whole hard left, Bernie Sanders and the rest of those nuts, they're going to have more power, I think, because they're going to say that Biden, Democrats were too moderate, that you blew it, and they're going to go even further left, I think.
9: Yeah, and they're they're going to blame the Republicans. So they'll say – See, Biden would have fixed the country by now, but those stupid Republicans now control Congress, so we can't do what we want. So we'll have to do, use the courts and executive orders to do what we want. And notice how they change the rules all the time. Uh, when, uh, when Obama had open borders and you had states like Arizona and Texas trying to enforce immigration laws, they got the courts to say, oh, no, no, immigration is a uh, national Uh, So we can't have states interfering to enforce immigration laws. But as soon as Trump got elected and the national government is enforcing immigration laws, then you have the sanctuary cities and states pop up that say, oh, no, no, states don't want to enforce these federal immigration laws. So they always make up the rules as they go along. And we've got to recognize that, and we've got to stop them.
1: Thank you, Seth. Good, good conversation. Appreciate it.
9: Libertyandprosperity.com. Thank you.
1: You got it. Good to talk to you. Citizen Seth Grossman, when we come back, the first of two Dateline Atlantic City issues, both very important. We're going to go in this order. We're going to go um, to Gardner's Basin in the first half of the hour. And then after the bottom of the hour break coming up, we are going to do an update on the Atlantic City professional firefighters and it is hard to believe but even more more uh, challenges have hit them since last week's report just three days ago it's halftime I am Hurley the morning and this is
0: WPGG Atlantic City wenjhd 3 Millville a town square media station everything you need to know in six minutes starts now From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Thank you very much and welcome back to the Hurley in the Morning program. We're approaching seven minutes past the hour thanks for choosing us and thanks for spending this portion of your day here with us on early in the morning and I just spoke with Mayor Kane in the last two minutes and if you haven't heard the news late last week Mayor Kane's mom passed away and she was his best friend in the world not not just mom which is first place to begin with but also his best friend and you can imagine he he is uh, hurting so please keep. Mayor Kane, in your thoughts and prayers uh, and we will um we will adjust and we will have open forum today in the nine o'clock hour this half hour we're going to give you an update what's been happening since we were last together we told you late last week that there would be a protest and there was and it was elaborate and it was diverse in turnout and this was over the uh The sole remaining, the last African-American-owned business in Gardner's Basin. A gentleman by the name of Gregory Dredgy Wood has uh, been the owner of Fish Heads for the past 25 years. They have operated in Atlantic City for the past 25 years. They have operated in Gardner's Basin for the past six years. And suddenly there's a problem. And everybody that's i think willing to be intellectually honest knows exactly what the problem is assemblyman don guardian gets it john devlin gets it craig calloway gets it everybody that we've talked to tom forkin i mean the list goes on and on members of city council uh everybody knows what's going on here there was an incident last summer and suddenly there's a big problem Nobody believes Marty Small, that this is the state. Everybody believes that he went to the state. And now he can say, oh, look at all this paperwork. I have so much paperwork. I'm doing everything I can. They haven't done anything. Uh, Everybody that I've talked to said nothing's been done. Because keep in mind, if you were really trying to help someone, you would say, look, uh, I'm so sorry you've know, you been able to be here. But now you can't. Let us help you find another location that would be great. Because obviously Gardner's Basin in the summertime is fantastic on the water, seafood sandwiches. I mean, come on, it's perfect. It's the reason that Back Bay Ale House loves it there. And uh, for some reason, they're able to continue and others will be able to continue. But for some reason, fish heads will not be able to continue. So if you want to go back, we have we have lengthy comments from all kinds of elected and other community leaders about what they believe and everybody believes This is a retaliatory political attack. uh, And Marty Small hasn't convinced anyone that anything different, because keep in mind, you can always blame. I can always drop a dime on you. You could call the cops and tell them to go make an arrest somewhere. And then you say, you don't have anything to do with it. Well, you made the call. So everybody believes that Marty and Laquetta Small turned them in to the state and that that's what happened. I can't prove that that's what happened. So I don't, I don't assert that that's what happened, but everybody that I've talked to says that's what happened. And then he even has a paper trail that makes it look like it's not him. But again, anybody can do that. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, no. You're only allowed to have this many. And oh, no, they're out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're so sorry to have to give you this news. And so here's the latest since all that. You can go to the app or WPGTalkRadio.com and you can read all the comments from people that have um, told us what they think of this move. We learned on Friday, so this is the first opportunity on air, because it was well after, um, it wasn't until Friday evening that I learned this, that the Atlantic City Mayor has given fish heads in Gardner's Basin until tomorrow to get out. Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small... Has given the last African American owned business. It was an email, even very impersonal. When you think you go there and meet and and try to work something out, it's it's not it's not going like that. It's not going like that at all. This is a fake out. That that they're oh, it's not us. It's it's, it's a state state's doing it. Uh, no, no, nobody's buying that. I don't buy it. But this is the last African American owned business located in Gardner's Basin, and tomorrow. Uh, They will have to vacate as it stands now. I don't know if Dredgy Wood is going to vacate, but that's what they were sent in writing. John Devlin confirmed this news of tomorrow's edict to me last Friday. This past Friday, when we were still in the month of April, April 29th, a diverse crowd turned out to protest Marty and Laquetta's small stance against Gregory Dredgy, uh, Dredgy Wood and Fishhead Seafood Restaurant. Small was the subject of intense criticism at this past Friday's protest at Fishheads. It's not even just the spoken word at the event. Everyone knows what's going on here. And if you missed our coverage on this, just go to the app, go to the website. Many people have read it. It's titled Atlantic City Protest for African-American Business Draws Diverse Crowd. New Jersey Assemblyman Don Guardian was very blunt in his assessment of the current situation. He said to me, quote, Dredgy has been a creative community leader and has operated the best fish sandwich truck at Gardner's Basin for the past seven years. Quote, who would we be throwing out? The only African-American owned business in the basin after seven years? Question mark. Since the state took over the basin five years ago, They have shut down the aquarium, closed the marina, and now throwing out fish heads. How is there no issue with the flying cloud for 25 years, said Guardian. And Senator Palestina is going to join us right after the break, uh, which I'm going to be going to in just a moment. Quote, I was amazed to see the solidarity from every neighborhood in Atlantic City coming together for one common purpose – To support a good man with a great business who is being unlawfully targeted by the mayor and his cronies for the mere purpose of political retaliation. That's John Devlin. Uh, We will have much more on this, uh, not only in the next segment, but in the future and at WPG Talk Radio 95.5, the app, and at WPGTalkRadio.com. When we come back, my, your... Senator Vince Palestina on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hi, it's Mark Levin.
4: Join me this evening at 6, now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk
1: station. Hey, thank you. Great one. It is 19 minutes past the hour and we go to the Hurley in the Morning Newsmaker line uh, to the distinguished gentleman from Atlantic County, the senator from the 2nd Legislative District, my longtime friend, Senator Vince Palestina. Senator, welcome back to Hurley in the Morning, sir.
10: Thanks, Harry. And thanks for having me this morning. Great to be here.
1: Well, uh, I wish it was under better terms, better circumstances, because I don't even think we should be talking about this right now. This has all the makings of just a political hit.
10: Yeah, it really is unbelievable, Harry. So, of course, uh, I think you brought it to light uh, last week, and I just wanted to update you on our efforts uh, on this issue. Obviously, you know, Gardner's Basin, first of all, how how the city of Atlantic City even ended up putting it on the Green Acres uh, Recreation Open Space Inventory is just unbelievable it should not be on there it is one of the prime pieces of real estate in the city of Atlantic City on the entire east coast and we should not be restricting you know anybody's ability to do things with Gardner's Basin by putting it on the green acres registry. so that's a whole nother story this issue
1: you know, hey by and the way quick up- sidebar I don't want to get I don't want to get too far afield but is that winnable or once it's on there is it in a black hole and you can't get out of it because to to get out of that would be tremendous
10: it is winnable. Uh, worked on it in other communities and certainly going to take a look at this issue and figure out what would need to be done. The way that they do this at the D.P. is usually a diversion, so you have to, you know, if you're going to get this one off, usually you have to put other properties on, you know, properties that are greater in area and then greater in value, which would be difficult in this situation. But, you know, we've been working, and that's why I wanted to call in, because when it came up, when it came to light last week, You know, we were on a Zoom with local government services, of course, who was running the city of Atlantic City. Jackie Suarez is the head of local government services, you know, and, of course, questioned her on this issue, and she didn't really have an answer. So this did not get to the level of local government services, you know, last week before the city started putting out all these edicts. They basically, you know, didn't know much about the whole topic. They referred us over to the DEP, which we started working with. You know, mid last week, and we anticipate the DEP is going to put out some clarification on the topic because, you know, when you have stuff on these green acres registry, typically you're not allowed to have any businesses there, and so that's what uh, Simon and Guardian was mentioning, you know, the other day. How is Flying Cloud there? How's Back Bay there? How are all these other businesses there? Because that green acres restriction is typically that restricts it just to open space and recreation. So we're getting clarification from the DEP. You know, in terms of dredgy, I, you know, I have said privately, you know, I'll even say until somebody puts in black and white what the regulation is that you are pointing to, why some businesses would be able to be there and others would not, I would do nothing. I, there is no regulatory framework that anybody has given to me over the past week or given to our office that would say that there is this regulation that would say that Dredgy can't be there. And so- now, now,
1: Senator, I have confirmed he initially it was verbal and that was just unprofessional and garbage for him to be out by Friday. Then he got it in an email that he has to be out by tomorrow. So it is in writing that he has to be out tom- by tomorrow, uh, which those listening Tuesday, May 3rd. But there doesn't appear to be a reason. Uh, they're just telling him he has to be out. So this is going to be very interesting to see if he doesn't remove his food truck, or if he does. If they, if he doesn't, do you think they may just move it somewhere, put it in the junkyard, or move it, move it somewhere on him?
10: No, and I've talked to uh, some of the law enforcement officials over there. I mean, they are not anticipating doing anything. You know, worst case, I think. You know, they start accruing fines. But we're going to get clarification from the DEP about what this is because that's the thing. You can tell somebody whatever you want, but until you have – until you back it up with the regulatory authority that says that he has to move, you know, why would you do anything? Yeah, see,
1: Senator, I know you haven't gotten into this because you're just results-driven and you don't get into this kind of parochial stuff. I have so many people asking me, why is this happening? Uh, So I tell them that I can't say for sure – But that most people that have reviewed this believe that Marty and Laquetta Small have retaliated against Reggie Wood, that they actually sick the state on them, uh, and then they get to hide behind the fact that it's the state and not them. But here's the thing I don't understand. If it's not political, then why isn't the mayor – Getting with the business owner and saying, look, this has nothing to do with us. We know that you had this unfortunate encounter, you know, with my wife, but that, you know, that was then. This is now, you know, we, we, we know you've been here for 25 years. Let's try to work this out. This guy's not getting any effective communication about what can be done for him. This is just get out. So that tells me that it's political. Well,
10: I think unquestionably it is political. If it's not political, then you put it in writing. You specify the regulation why he would have to leave after seven years. There are other businesses there. He's been there for seven years. Why now, all of a sudden, in 2022, coming out of a pandemic, trying to promote business, trying to get people back to work, You know, clearly he has been a popular restaurant there for a number of years. Only African-American business in Gardner's Basin at a time when the entire, you know, New Jersey government administration is trying to promote African-American entrepreneurship and the ability to have uh, opportunity and have success. And so why now in 2022 would this be happening?
1: Do you you think, Senator, there's a way that to establish status quo where the state would just maybe – Put this into some kind of review and he operates and doesn't have to leave. I'm thinking there's a way when you want to get something done to get something done. I don't think Marty Small wants to get it done. He doesn't talk about the, the fire engine, you know, issues, the other apparatus, the staffing issues. We don't hear anything about that. Uh, we, we hear about small balls and, you know, all this insane reality TV stuff, uh, but nothing about the serious issues. And we don't hear anything about, hey, this can't be helped. We, we really tried and we want to help find another location. Just seems like other than you, government-wise, no one's helping this guy. I say shoot for gaining status quo which will be dredgy woods best friend
10: right status quo as things sit right now and then long term i mean the state of new jersey should not want that Gardner's basin on the green acres registry and so you know they're going to have i saw the articles over the weekend you know about some of the uh, wind production or wind maintenance facilities are going to be developed in there. You know, other people have talked about developing some of that property. When you sit and look at some of those sunsets, you know, in Gardner's Basin there, it is fabulous. We yes. got to figure out a way to develop, redevelop Gardner's Basin. And so I think long-term, you know, we'll be talking to the state about how do we get it off of the registry? What would need to be done so that it's no longer on the Green Acres registry? Because it not, should not be restricted to open space and now so. but
1: if they i heard what you said earlier hey they haven't given him any reason he should just stay there but if that cash register state cash register starts ringing and this guy gets you know rung up with all kinds of daily fees he'll get the trump treatment you know uh, whatever they were doing to him three three uh three hundred thousand a day whatever it was going to be for him uh should should he just stay I mean, that's
10: the, I think we're going to have some clarification hopefully today. I mean, I think we're going to know. But here's the thing, Harry. city of Atlantic City doesn't run the city. So until you have something from local government services or the DEP, why would you start moving? I mean, city has no, has no authority. The state is running the city, you know, local government services. So let's hear it from the state. If they really want an African-American entrepreneur who has been there for seven years to have to pack up and leave, then let's hear it from the state because that's the ultimate authority for the city of Atlantic City. You know, the mayor goes out and I, you know, you called him a, a reality TV star. I mean, he goes out and does these things all the time. And then there's no backup and no substance to anything. You know, he's quoted in favor the other day. The one thing Atlantic City knows how to do is to throw a party. Well, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff you're getting from this administration right now. And he has Dredgie has support from city council people who were there. And I think you're going to see that support continue to build across the city from many people who are going to support him to remain there. If it's possible, if it's not possible, get us in in writing from the DEP, and then we'll have to, you know, react accordingly. But right now, nobody has told me or told our office any valid, substantive reason why he can't continue to be there.
1: We did an elaborate update this morning on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. And you can navigate that also on any digital device at WPGTalkRadio.com with the very latest until the senators' presentation this morning. I would like to follow up with you later today if there are any developments so that we can keep that article that we've got current or write another one uh, to support it, because I, I'm really trying to do everything I can to keep the word out, because I don't see anything other than your efforts. No one in government has communicated properly. No one's saying, hey, we are so sorry about this, uh, but let's help you. You know, you've been here for 25 years and people love your business. And, and this is a, you know, a business that's part of the economy. Uh, none of that is just like, get out. So this is really as bad as it gets. Uh, and unfortunately, the story we're going to be talking about after the bottom of the hour break, which is coming up in the next minute, Senator, uh, is also not very pleasant involving the Atlantic City Professional Firefighters. Senator, something is going to have to give there or I promise you that a tragedy is going to happen
10: yeah we got to do everything we can, of course, to uh, prevent that. that uh, I've seen some of your reporting on that situation. Certainly we'll be talking to John Varello about some of the uh, public safety needs for the city of Atlantic City because that is completely unacceptable. We got to make sure we're doing what we need to do to protect those buildings and protect the lies over there in the city of Atlantic City. Of course, that's what the you know firefighters are dedicated to doing every day. So we'll be looking into that one too.
1: I'm going to share the the nuts and bolts of that story right after the break. John Varallo, the president of the Atlantic City Professional Firefighters, Local 198, is joining us in 20 minutes. We're going to further that, and I'd like to be able to get back in contact with you later today for an update uh, because, obviously, tomorrow is hours away, and we want to stay on top of this story in Gardner's Basin.
10: Absolutely. We'll uh, certainly be in touch later today, Harry. Thanks for letting me call in. Just wanted to update you that we are you know, doing everything we can to try to help uh, – you know, the only African American entrepreneur in Gardner's Basin, which we all would like to see be able to remain, and so we're going to do everything we can on that. We'll follow up with John Varallo and uh, see what we can do on the firefighting issue. And real quick, I just want to send out uh, condolences to Mayor Kane, whose mom passed away last week. You know, tough loss. Uh, she, you know, I know Sheriff Mayor Kane said that was his absolute best friend in the world. So tough times for him. Just want to send out our condolences to him and his family.
1: Thank you for remembering, Senator. I'll be in touch. Have a great day. Sounds good. good. You too. Thanks, sir. Thank you, sir. Senator Vince Palestina, on the Hurley in the Morning program, this is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. I want to do more on the Dredgy Wood situation and Gardner's Basin. I just don't have time. But I do have time. Uh, I know Johnny X wants to get in at 9.05 this morning. I'm going to see if Johnny X uh, is available because he wanted to talk this hour and we're just completely jammed. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And we have that extra time today because Mayor Kane uh, is uh, unavoidably off today because of the bereavement situation, the passing of his mom. We will be back. Don't go away. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Hurley caparilli that's Peter Caparilli. 10 best Atlantic City area non-casino restaurants. is It's gone viral. It hasn't even been up a day and it's blowing up. So thanks for your readership there. It's up. Check it out. The last African-American-owned business in Atlantic City's Gardner's Basin we just talked about. More about that. And when we come back, more on the Atlantic City Fire Department. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather
5: Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A stormy start to your Monday, but brighter skies and warmer temperatures are ahead. We could see scattered showers and thunderstorms through mid to late morning, then the sun breaks out today, high of 70 degrees. A stray shower possible this evening, then mostly cloudy overnight, low 52. Partly sunny tomorrow, 61 for a high, even cooler at the beaches. Next rain chance rolls in tomorrow night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today.
0: Hurley. In the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station.
1: Okay, so from one bad situation in Atlantic City at the local level to another, and I'll tell you, this really is one of those occasions where elections really do have serious consequences because there's just no focus on what really matters keeping streets clean, basic services. It's just remarkable uh, how this is going. And we just did an elaborate report. The easiest way, I know I'm always throwing you to our digital um, because obviously it's available 24-7. And we're doing everything everything we can in four hours and six minutes, but it's it's just the, the... we're, the supply and demand is brutal. The, the, the demand is, is more than the four hours and six minutes that we have. So we just did a report three days ago. You can check it out on the app and at WPGtalkradio.com. But the Atlantic City Fire Department shortages, it's a crisis. It's just gotten worse. We told you three days ago about Atlantic City engines number seven, six, and four that they were down along with the closing of another Atlantic City fire company, as of yesterday, May Day, you can add to that engine number two, which if you go to the app or WPGtalkradio.com, we have a picture of Atlantic City's wonderful, but right now down, engine number two. We can provide the following update since last week. Engine four has been out of service. Engine 6, I'm happy to say, is now back in service. That came back in service last week. Engine 5 apparatus is out of service. The crew at Station 5 is using a reserve piece of equipment from neighboring Ventnor City. If you don't think that's embarrassing for the pride of the amazing Atlantic City professional firefighters that Ventnor City is saving the day, think about this. This is a multi-billion dollar town where the mayor increased his salary by 40 grand, is giving out raises to everybody for as far as the eye can see. And some of it's very, very deserved. Uh, Some of it is typical small ball. Engine number seven is closed down with engine seven apparatus now being used at station two because engine two is broken down. Can you follow? This is this is like an awful scorecard. We reached out to John Varallo, the president of the Atlantic City Professional Firefighters Local 198, because he's a straight shooter and a good man. He's going to join us in about 19 minutes live here on the program. Well, uh, Actually, take that back in nine minutes live. Varallo confirmed, quote, we have apparatus down again. We have to close. They had to close a fire company down last night. They have no reserve pieces. They're all being used. John will speak for himself next. In case you missed our recent report about critical staffing and apparatus shortages prior to yesterday, we give you, as a friend just wrote, thank God the state of New Jersey has taken over Atlantic City. Uh, we have a link to last week's coverage, and it's not the first time. We have, we have written many pieces and spoken many on-air commentaries about what's happening Last Friday, former Atlantic City Battalion Chief Tom Foley blew the whistle on air regarding the breakdowns of engines 7, 6, and 4. He said, today, April 29th, the Atlantic City Fire Department has three engine companies out of service. California and Atlantic, Annapolis and Atlantic, and Maryland and Atlantic. That means we have no fire apparatus to deliver water to the scene of a fire into a borrowed engine. That's over 30 years old in Chelsea Heights and Indiana and Baltic to deliver water on a detailed basis. This is a disgrace. What is the state and city administration doing to the fire protection of our citizens, firefighters and visitors? God forbid, is it going to take a tragic loss of lives to stop the dangerous practice, said Foley. So in the past 24 hours, this has increased even further in severity. At this point, it's beyond a critical phase to what I believe is now a dangerous situation that the citizens and visitors of Atlantic City are facing. Every single fire expert that I have spoken to says that an absolute catastrophe is awaiting the city and its residents. Each that I've talked to has said how lucky we are that it hasn't happened yet. Verallo confirmed the following facts last week. That Engine 4, which is located on California and Atlantic Avenues, has been closed due to staffing shortages for the past few years. This has been felt. It was closed due to decisions made by the state of New Jersey's takeover of Atlantic City. Verallo advised that Engine 6, located on Annapolis and Atlantic Avenues, is currently closed. Further, Engine 7, located on Maryland and Atlantic Avenues, is also currently closed. Verallo advised that two members will be relieved. And engine three, which is located on the west side along with an engine at Maryland and Atlantic, will run with three members instead of the minimum four member staffing. So that alone is unsafe. Verallo went much further. This is an abomination and an example of a poorly executed plan, outright dangerous, said Verallo. Just yesterday we had a fire on Sovereign Avenue, so this would have been Thursday of last week. Engine six was first due with a victim. And currently, the only apparatus on the side of town is the engine that we borrowed from Ventnor, which is located over the bridge in Chelsea Heights. By the way, Atlantic City, Marty Small, are you embarrassed how do you How do you look in the mirror? You are borrowing apparatus from Ventnor City, a small town like Ventnor City, when this is a multi billion dollar town. What? A, what a joke! Because I am telling you, what's really important is not important to small. The suit he wears, the next small ball, the next big announcement that never happens, the next big VIP that there can be some video about. That's what's important to this small mayor, not what's really important. I'm telling you it's a miracle that nothing has happened and to exhaustion what your professional firefighters have done to keep this thing together. With spit and chewing gum. It's unbelievable what's happening. How do they let this continue? When we come back, the president of Atlantic City Professional Firefighters Local 198, John Varallo, will join the program. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5, which you have made, all because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station.
0: We are. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 And on the WPG Talk Radio app Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp Join us later today at 1 Now back to
5: Hurley in the morning On WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM And 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station Thank you,
1: 9 minutes before the top of the hour John Varallo joins us now The president of Atlantic City Professional Firefighters Local 198 Mr. President, I, I submit to you Something I think you will cop to And that is that this is getting beyond dangerous at this point, isn't it?
11: It it surely is, Harry. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you taking some time out to have me on the radio today. And obviously, we all appreciate, um, I think, even the residents and visitors as well as the firefighters in Atlantic City for your coverage um, related to, you know, the situations that we've been dealing with. Uh, This this goes back years and you hit it previously before you went to break about the dozens of articles that you've written, other um, publications, as well as uh, various meetings that we've had about this issue. This is not something new. Um, We fought very hard for a two dollar room surcharge uh, just for these exact circumstances that we've been facing over the last couple of years. Um, it's a, a very dangerous situation and it's one that's not getting enough attention. And unfortunately we have to resort either to courts or the courts of public opinion. And that's what brings me on your radio station today.
1: What, what do you think? I mean, I, I, am going to just say it and and I, I, I had, you know where I'm going. I hesitate saying it, but is it going to take someone being killed a firefighter or a citizen? Is somebody going to have to die for this finally to become a priority and to be attended to?
11: I'm going to be very careful about what I say without you just asking me, because there have been certain, I'm not going to make certain allegations on the radio because I want to be careful, but there have been things that have happened. um, And I don't want to be too specific. Equipment is very dangerous, has been very dangerous. And I believe at at some level, um, it's probably impacted some of uh, how we respond or how these situations have been mitigated. Um, closing of companies, especially losing a company due to mechanical issues without having the proper reserve apparatus in a, in a resort town that has a fully functional fire service for over the last 120 years. I mean, we are not a volunteer fire department. That's no disrespect to a volunteer. These companies run. We do thousands of calls a year. There should be adequate reserve apparatus that are able to go in there because things happen. Mechanical issues happen. But we are running with apparatus outside of just a, a, a piece breaking down because it's leaking fluids or there's something wrong with the transmission. We have pieces that don't go into pump. And for anyone that's familiar with the fire service out there, that is how we get water. We put that apparatus in the pump and we spray out of our hose lines. And when we can't spray water, that pump is essentially just a taxi cab to get individuals to a a specific place to almost be able not to do anything for a specific amount of time until we can get it in the pump. And we have these issues. Engine two that is currently shut down right now is our high pressure pump. That means when we build casinos in Atlantic City the size of uh, Ocean Casino and et cetera that are 700, 720 feet up into the air, we need special pumps in order to get that, the water, uh, push it up through the system so that we can fight a structure fire on, you know say, the top floors of those, of those buildings. It is imperative to our operation and our deployment that we have those apparatuses working and, and fully functional.
1: What, where is it going to go from here? Uh, I don't hear really anyone – other than me and the media, putting you know sh- putting the the light of truth on it, I don't see a lot. And I don't want to put you in a jackpot here because you have to work for these lunatics. But I don't see anybody local doing anything. Uh, and I'm just wondering. That's why I brought up the 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 how horrible comment about what is it going to take. Uh, because this just, you know, it was this company, then it's that company, then it's this engine, then it's that engine, then it's that engine, then it's a fourth engine. Oh, but we got the six back, but, but it's over here. I mean, this is a, this is a disaster. What's going on right now.
11: Well, well, you're not going to, you're not going to jackpot me on this one because your frustration, imagine mine, it's about tenfold. I have a duty to the residents, even as the union president, I represent my members, but I have a duty to anyone that comes to this town to visit that works here or that lives here as well as my guys and girls that respond on these apparatuses. This is the specific duties of, of what I'm supposed to do is for the health and safety of the membership. So when something is unsafe, it doesn't matter who it is, my best friend, the my political allies, enemies. It doesn't matter. You have to get called to the carpet because this is an issue, like we said, that has been years in the making. Everybody is fully well aware. Uh, it, you, you can go down to, to, to Chelsea Heights and you'll see a suburban following an open cab apparatus that is 30 years old that we have running as a frontline piece. We are currently going down to Margate. And picking up an engine to bring it back to Atlantic City. So, actually, while I'm on that, thank you, Ventnor and Margate, for allowing us to borrow, you know, the much needed equipment so that we can operate, you know, in, in the city. But you're not going to jackpot me. What we need to do is, and there's a very simple plan, there is a $2 room surcharge. There's been, there's a surplus. There's money coming in. Uh, the, the budget, we've had tax decreases over the last couple of years. City Council needs to act collectively. We need to pass a apparatus replacement plan. We need to be conscious to the taxpayers. We need to make sure we're not gonna be buying helicopters and fire boats with this. We are going to buy specific equipment that is needed in order for us to perform our daily job functions that save lives and protect property. And what we need to do is we need to work together. As soon as this, as soon as I end on air, my phone should be ringing. We should be in a room. Everyone should be putting their heads together. And city council should adopt this plan so that we do not have these issues six months, nine months, a year, three, five years from now. And that's what we need to do in order to, to take care of the situation.
1: I agree with you completely. Final minute. I mean, Atlantic City has to get back to self-reliance. I mean, it's fantastic The Ventnor City and Margate City and I have a text message to Galloway Township appears to be um, strategic and, and, and obviously uh, located in a way that could be helpful. That's somebody that I'll read it during the break. But to have to rely, I mean, mutual aid is one thing. You had a big fire, multi-alarm fire and other communities come together. That's one thing. To do day-to-day, you guys don't have what you need to do the job to where you have to borrow from neighboring communities. This is a multi-billion dollar town.
11: It is, and you're right. And this is not a dig or a swipe at anybody in particular. I'm not singling anybody out. We have a lot of people that have a lot of different knowledges and different backgrounds that are involved in Atlantic City because obviously the state is here and we need to come together, and the situation needs to be taken seriously. I mean, that, that's all I need to drive home, is that I've gone everywhere. I've gone to every outlet that I possibly can. I dare somebody to call me out on this. I dare somebody to tell me that they didn't know about this situation, that they weren't brought up to speed, that they don't have an email. I've given it to everybody. John,
1: here's what I need to do. I've gotta jump in now. I have John Exodactylus in the first segment coming up. If anything you didn't get to say, In the second half of this upcoming hour, feel free to call back on exactly the special line that you are now, and you can reclaim some additional time if you need it. I will leave that up to you, but for now, I I need to jump. Thank you for your time, Mr. President. When uh, when we come back, we're going to stay Dateline Atlantic City. And also, happy birthday to Senator Bill Gormley for your decades of elected public service and your second act, which is just as impressive, maybe even more so, that's going on right now. Happy birthday to Senator Gormley.
0: WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville A Town Square media station Everything you need to know in 6 minutes Starts now From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground
1: You might recall with much fanfare this fake mayor of atlantic city gotta gotta say it it's just it's it's all like a it's 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 like a reality t v show nothing's real it's a, it's a it's it couldn't be more dangerous and it it just couldn't be more of a scam but to much fanfare the 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 small mayor bragged about $15 million out of surplus so that the tax rate could be brought down. So once credit for the tax rate coming down because of taking your money and, and assigning it towards that, the good news is this becomes city council's budget. It's not his budget anymore. And city council, I know you're listening. I know we have a quorum. You're better than he is. You better start making a break because he is, he is just driving you into a ditch with with his temper tantrums and all these things that are going on i've been i've been hearing from people that are telling me he's unhinged uh all i can tell you is this don't brag about taking 15 million out of surplus like you're doing something incredibly brave while you leave your firefighters without proper apparatus this is and and without proper staffing levels this is beyond dangerous at this point so just connect all the dots ladies and gentlemen you're borrowing apparatus from Ventnor and Margate while $15 million is going out of surplus so that the small mayor can say he's lowered the tax rate in Atlantic City. Give me a break. If you, if you raid the bank, you could say you lowered anything. So, council, it's your budget. Tibbet at some point is going to have to make a break with, with small because small is out of control. That's got to happen at some point, and that's your check and balance. That's supposed to be, if you're going to get anything out of this awful form of government, five commissioners, all elected at large, all the executive and legislative branch, nobody can say it's this one's fault, it's that one's fault. That was the best form of government. You don't have Corses. Hi, I'm chief of staff. Hi, hi. look at me. I mean, deputy mayor, all this craziness that's going on. You don't have any of that. If you have accountability, but that's council's budget now, not his. And you should do the right thing here. You need to fund the fire department properly, or what's going to happen is someone is going to die. That's just almost like a mathematical equation. It's just luck at this point. When you lose the amount of time it takes to get to a fire, we did the math on this program. Many, many times over the years, about how many times a fire grows twice as big within a relatively short period of a few seconds, and you are talking about seconds can save lives. And with this mishmash, hodgepodge of, hey, look, thanks, Vetner, for the for the, for the fire engine, and thanks, Margate, for the apparatus, and all this. That's not a that's not a strategy. That, that's that's just a tragedy. That's going on. So council, you, you need to step up. It's your budget now. You need to step up and you need to do the right thing. And you know what the right thing to do is. Joining us now, it's co- sort of like a Macy's Gimbles moment. Here on the Hurley in the Morning program, the owner of the Ducktown Tavern and Liquors, John Exodactylus, is here to talk about another food and beverage establishment in Atlantic City known more famously as Johnny X. What's happening, X-Man? What's up, Harry? Well, I'm uh, doing well. Uh, I wish we weren't talking about this, though.
12: Well, it, it's very disheartening, and I'm speaking for all restaurateurs, is that we, we, we live in a town and we, we should be grateful to have four beautiful seasons, a beautiful boardwalk, Casinos that not only entertain but also uh, supply wonderful restaurants. Um, with that, also employs a lot of people. Then in turn, it goes down the list. You get cars, lawyers, doctors, yada 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 yada. And the disheartening thing is, and I've heard it more now with you know younger people is uh, once I leave the city, I don't want to come back. You know, and a that's not fair to our tourists or people in the hospitality field. But now you're messing with a gentleman who has been at first a customer and now a friend of ours. You know, we know he's a, I know he's a diehard, um, uh, I know I hate to say this, Dow Cowboys fan, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
1: Well, I just Bruce. now one's perfect.
12: Yeah. But the hours that I've seen this man and his staff through the years put in, you know, it, it, it's you know, I, at that age—not to say that he's old—but the, the guy gets it in with his family and friends, people that he that he wants to help and guide and everything else. It, it, it's not easy work, and it's seasonal and weather based. Now you're 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 lying, saying you have to leave at a time to where. Everyone now is getting ready for the season to put on the show that we should be that for our for our tourists and our regulars that come down to Gardner's Basin. I mean, that's a hidden. We have a lot of hidden gems in AC. Unfortunately, for many years, management is terrible. You know, with the elected officials. You know, some that want to do well can't because their hands are tied because it outweighs the idiots. That's shit. In office, but you know, here you're picking on a guy that has two jobs, self-employed, and works for somebody else. From what I understand, and you're getting he's being told, "Hey, listen, you can't you can't open because you because you and my wife had an argument." Well, I tell you what, Marty should be a grown man, you know, and meet with with Greg, which he he has not. Number one, number two. I think the state should really look into this power couple. You know, you have one controlling the city, one controlling the school. There should be some sort of ethics uh, violation there, controlling over $300 of of taxpayers' dollars that they can just do what they want to do. And the other thing is, you know, recently they gave a lot of the city workers a raise. Yes, some of them, most of them were underpaid. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and as you know, some of them got absolutely whacked with 30% cuts and all these things. So I have no problem with some of it. Uh, Some of it, though, the the sort of employment agency that that Marty Small has created uh, under these circumstances when there are so many deficiencies, not not really um, going over well with a lot of people.
12: No, because it's unbalanced, because this is his way of using tax dollars to secure his political seat as mayor. That's what he's doing. You know, and it's not fair to the taxpayers. It's not fair to small businesses that, you know, for two years, they have to suffer. The city did an okay job as far as how for us to operate during COVID and what we can and can't do.
1: John, do me a favor. Hold on. We've got to get the break in. We'll come back. We'll do one more segment with John. Then we'll switch gears. We'll do some open forum. I did open it up. In the event that the president of the Atlantic City Firefighters Union, Local 198, if John didn't finish important information that he wanted to convey to the citizens of Atlantic City in particular, and, and, and obviously as Atlantic City goes, so goes the state, so there's an interest with everyone. I will tell you that I hear from so many people, they're, they're just aghast and they don't understand how, how is a multi-billion dollar town uh, reduced to borrowing equipment from Ventnor City and Margate City? They would never let this happen to them. Why is this acceptable in the world's playground? It's not, is the answer. And I I believe it is the, the positive shining of the light of truth on this and staying on top of it that's going to bring about the change because left to their own devices, they're into hiring their friends and their family members and they're taking care of who they want to take care of. But the priorities seem to be way... Out of focus John Exodactylus is the owner of Ducktown Tavern and Liquors in Atlantic City He continues with us in the next segment Straight ahead on the Hurley in the Morning Program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 all because of you South Jersey's number one talk station
0: Mark Levin
1: Our enemies could not have A better president in the Oval
4: Office Our enemies could not have a better Friend in the Oval Office We got Putin negotiating our, our new deal With the Iranians We've got Joe Biden a day late and a dollar short when it comes to helping the Ukrainians. We should be arming up Taiwan right
0: now. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. It's Hurley in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is
1: 21 minutes past the hour. of visiting with John Exodactylus John uh, is the owner of Ducktown Tavern and Liquors, Atlantic City, property owner, taxpayer. Obviously, do you have any comment? I want to I want to stay on on the one topic, but just a quick little sidebar, John. Any comment on what's happening with the fire department in Atlantic City? The deficiencies that are being allowed to uh, get worse and worse and worse. I mean, it's 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 not right. It's not safe. Uh, there's never been a time where it's been allowed to deteriorate to this point, And it's not the, the hardworking members, the professional firefighters, uh, their leaders are letting them down. Their elected leaders are letting them down. I don't blame Scott Evans. He can't, he can't, he's put the appropriations in. He, he wants the apparatus they need to run the department. I hold him harmless. He's, a, as you know, a former mayor. He knows what could and should be done here. He's doing his best, but it's just not happening. What's going on in this town? Well, Look at the administration. Look at the past administrations. No
12: one has ever balanced a checkbook in their life. Okay, everyone. These these were all uh, student council, most popular vote elections. You know,
1: I use an expression how I, I did not coin it, but I use it from time to time that they're basically all people that have signed the back of a check. None of them have ever signed the front of a check.
12: Absolutely, and, and 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 again, that was when I tried running. That was my biggest thing. You know, I may mean, not have all the correct answers, but financial responsibility, reinvesting in your infrastructure, reinvesting with your front of the line is is very key. You know, I mean, as a as a party expert, you know, Mister Mister Magus should know this stuff. Your front of the line is your best representation. But when you don't have the equipment, and when your staff is, is Morally beat down because they're you're, you're they're working with junk. At the end of the day, you know, what do you expect them to do? Get behind you and rally? No, you know, it, it, all it, it, our police, our fire department, at at minimal, they should have B quality equipment, especially in the hotel, casino, uh, resort that we are, because not only are we responsible for the thirty five thousand people that live in Atlantic City. But how about the 40,000 that come into town a day, up to 100 with special events and everything like that? How are we supposed to help ones in, in, in need if, if we're, we're down a fire truck or two, the pump's not broken, there's not enough police cars to go around. You know, many, many cars are being used for, for people to taxi back and forth to their homes for no reason, you know? A lot of these vehicles are, should be on the road and put the use to protect and to display the, 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 pride we have as Atlantic city residents. And you don't have that. It's it's not there. It hasn't been there, you know, and the people need to understand that going forward with the midterms and, and the elections coming up, don't vote for someone that is on a popularity contest, dig deep and see what they've done for the community itself, not just take literally give back from their own. Like you said, you, anyone could take millions of dollars and do the three-card monty and go from left to right and what they want to do. How about show me what you did with your pockets and what you did for the community?
0: Yeah,
1: and where would that budget be if you weren't borrowing from surplus to make it look better than it is? And I, I am disappointed, though. The state seems to go uh, along with so much of this. It's, it's really... Um, It's it's sad to see this happen. What would you do if you were in a position of authority? What would you do about fish heads and and how this has been handled? What would you do differently?
12: Well, I mean, very simple. The mayor had no problem going to CRDA asking to build Kelsey's and Kim's, their own building, you know, and add the whole Kentucky Avenue experience over there. Okay, fine. You do one, you do for the other. So if you're going to go up there and help somebody, you've got to help both, both entities. These are the only two African-American-owned restaurants in Atlantic City. Okay? One has a nice building on the corner. The other one has a trailer that has minimal of the amenities and space and storage and accommodations. You might want to help him out first. to get If he likes being in a trailer like that, fine. Food truck trailer costs about $100,000. You know, he's not looking for a $6 million build-out and also be attached to Marty for the rest of his life. He got it for him. But you help people. I mean, we're very quick out of Atlantic City's grind to help roadways for other towns, you know, infrastructures, whatever. But we don't help ourselves. We're not allowed to. The money goes out so fast. Gardner's Basin, you shouldn't be able to touch, you know? Everyone down there should have a nice, clean facade, beautiful parking, the boat rides, uh, tours inside the harbor over there, educate the kids on fish and wildlife. You got the beautiful view looking at Atlantic City. But, Marty, this is stuff that being a business, you see. You look at the long game of the town. We AC's been very short-sighted. No one's, like, fought, 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 to sit there and say, yo, keep some of the money here. Okay, Marty one time did it with the sports betting. He's also been in office for God knows how long. So I don't want to hear, oh, he just became mayor. Marty's been in office for well over 15 years. George Tibbet, same thing. So when I hear, well, we just got in these positions, go scratch. You've been in these positions. You were friends in positions when they were a mayor, you know, and, 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 and chief of council, the whole nine it's no different ballgame for them, too, that, you know, one's, one's the mayor or one city council president. It'll be very interesting to see what George does.
1: By the way, we have two minutes, John. Uh, Senator Palestina gave his advice uh, an hour and a half ago or so. Uh, what would you do if you were Dredgy Wood? Would you vacate and move out by the end of tomorrow, which has been the, uh, the written directive uh from marty small or would you ignore it and stay and fight what would you do harry you, you do know who you're talking to right now i right? do but i'm asking anyhow i would guess what i would
12: build an infrastructure over there <laughs> if i was judging i wouldn't leave no way i wouldn't leave i'd be at home depot I'd be talking to uh, Penn Jersey Concrete, pouring footings, and building a structure. Anyone that knows me knows I do it as well. This is a bunch of BS. This guy works hard, he supports the community, he guides the community, he educates the community. He is a very important part of Atlantic City. And you're asking him to go. Why? Because your wife had an argument? Grow up.
1: And by the way, I work very hard not to confirm what I can't confirm, but when there's been absolutely no effort from the mayor or their team to try to work with the owner, to try to do something about it, this has all been about verbally telling him to get out, and then and then they got word, uh, we confirmed it, and, uh, the senator confirmed it, and others did. You don't have to listen to a verbal. They have to put it in writing. So what they do, they put it in writing to get out by Tuesday. It was supposed to be, as you know, be out by Friday, last Friday. Uh, nice turnout of, of people at that event. Uh, and you can see, this doesn't seem to be about working closely with a 25-year business owner in Atlantic City. This has every appearance of looking to stick it to him to get him out because there's been no effort to keep him. The the only efforts have been to kick him out. It's pretty obvious, isn't it?
12: Yeah, but Harry, here's the part that does not make sense. They announced the NAACP is coming to Atlantic City. Okay? Yes. You have no problem your Instagram camera guy parading around showing how great you are and how you're like the grand poobah of mayors in the country. And then you turn around and you, I don't know, in, in a in, in a bad way, Anthony Swine, he should be fired because they should look in to see if what he did was even ethically correct as an attorney just to serve papers just because the mayor told you to. And that's the problem. These guys go off of fear of Marty. No one respects him. He's feared. And that's, the, uh, it, 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 like, it, it, any attorney sat there that I spoke with about this, they were like, "Dude, I would question my boss. What are we doing? Because it's his, it's it's his license as an attorney on the line, not Marty. Marty's elected. You know, he's, he's got a, a, a basic degree from Stockton, which another tobacco, His alma mater, he sticks it to as well with the Boathouse.
1: It's you true. wonder where is this? And by the way, doctor? in that in that story, I was called a liar and all kinds of personal attacks that I've not bothered to even." dignify nasty, nasty people doing nasty things. And I just said, follow the truth. Just follow the paper trail. I have the letter. We published the entire letter. We don't publish entire letters often. We usually just talk about what um, the contents of certain things are. I had to publish that letter because I was being called a liar by Marty Small, uh, that it wasn't true. Uh, Well, of course it was true. I had the Barry Caldwell letter saying, get out. And it was not only get out, get out as soon as possible. Stockton obliged, as you know, and they're they're in uh, in Brigantine and doing very well. Now they're kicking out uh, the um, the fish heads, and everybody knows why. There's no there's no secret. They're, they're not even they don't even try. They want you to know that this is exactly what we can do. Uh, it's sad. It's it's wrong. It's the it's a very good point you make. That this incredible, and we wrote about it at WPG, the app, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, and at WPGTalkRadio.com about the NAACP coming to Atlantic City. The event is going to be awesome. It's great. It's a national, international caliber type event. But then you have the African-American mayor of Atlantic City kicking out an Afri- the last African-American business owner in Gardner's Basin without a fight. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's just, it's, it makes no sense. All doors lead to political retaliation, and I leave, I leave that up to others to decide. But I know, I know wrong when I see it. And, again, there's no effort to try to say, look, oh, my gosh, we did everything humanly possible. This just can't be. There can only be this many, and you're odd man out. But let's find you the most amazing location we can, and let's help you. There was none of that. This is just get the hell out. So, I mean, it, it 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 is what it is. Closing comment, John, that I've got to run.
12: All right. Real quick. True leadership. Number one, doesn't give themselves a raise, especially coming out of a pandemic. Cause that's what
1: not- do you do? Give himself a forty thousand dollar a year raise. Is that about right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Number
12: two, a true leader does not dine and dash when he goes out to eat or say they make mistakes when not bring their wallet and they don't tip people in, in in the hospitality business. A true mayor, leader, does not kick somebody out just because they confronted their wife. And a true mayor, leader, does not take a college university. And as they as they develop an area that needed it, with fresh buildings a fresh look for kids to see and be fortunate to live by the ocean, tell them, by the way, let me make it a little harder for you, Go over to bring team.
1: You know, that's not leadership. People need to see this. And none of of this had to happen because I knew that letter was not true, but I knew that that was what their story was. We're going to be using it more. Therefore, Stockton, you have to leave. And now we learn and we have confirmed it. We have the actual document which says it. The Board of Education is giving the property to the city. Uh, They weren't keeping it to use it more. Marty wanted that building. Uh, I've been told that 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 Marty enjoys that building. Uh, It it had to be something other than what they were saying. And as usual, ultimately, the truth always becomes self-evident. It gets tortured through four stages, but it always becomes self-evident in the end. And in the end here, we see the Board of Education, not only that letter that said we will be using it more. So you have to leave as soon as possible. They're now giving it to the city and the city. Is giving the Carnegie Library or the uh, the um, Carnegie Library is now back in city hands as well from Stockton. It's just an amazing situation for a university that has invested two hundred and seventy million dollars. You'll you'll see two sixty, a lot of places. Sometimes even two forty. That's wrong. It's just parroted because lazy people in the media they don't do their job. They just copy off one another. We did the actual homework. It's two hundred and sixty, and you add another ten million that Stockton uh, spends in the community on different programs, and you come up to two hundred and seventy million. There, you would you think you would do everything. You've got a team that's done incredible results. You've got the women's team that's competing at the Division three level. You have the men's team that's that's competing more and more, and I believe they'll be a Division three program uh, in the not too distant future. And you let them leave your city. What 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 are we doing here? It's John. I know I said last comment. Now it's the absolute last comment because I don't want to say all that and not give you a chance to respond. Quick comment, and we've got to jump.
12: Everybody, keep in mind who you're voting for. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend, Harry. Thank you, everyone. Show your support for Fish Heads. It's all over the internet. Sign the petition to keep the gentleman there. He's a phenomenal individual. If we lose him. I firmly believe there's more to come afterwards. Please support Fish Edge with this BS movement to get him out of there. Harry, I love you. I'll talk to you
1: later. Good to talk to you, John. Have a great day. The uh, owner of the Ducktown Tavern and Liquors, John Exodactylus. Leave that to your trained broadcasting specialist to say. Easier to just say, Johnny X. We'll be back. Phone lines for the first time in forever are clear. You can jump in next at 609 609- 407-1450. We have not only an open phone line, we have a number of open phone lines. Hope to come to your calls next. When we come back in just a little bit, this is.
0: Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is
1: 42 minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you and we know it. 609-407-1450. Let's do this. I did invite the president of Atlantic City Professional Firefighters Local 198, John Varallo, to call back because we had to move uh, on to Senator Palestina and the second Atlantic City issue – Uh, which was the uh, dredgy wood, the fish heads issue. And I invited John to call back and there is an issue that he did not have the opportunity to discuss. And then we'll get right to your calls. We let the next caller already know who they are and that that would be you. So hang in there just a moment. John, welcome back.
11: Harry thank you and and I'm sorry to be I don't want to be redundant but there is one thing that I did want to bring up that I just wasn't able to get in at the last uh last segment sure and that is, is that she I, I need to I really need to make sure that I do this correctly but I, I got to call out Chief Evans on this and I need him with the apparatus report and council I need to have fire administration the union and everybody firing on the same cylinder because this is such a major issue so I really think it's important to, you know, highlight the chief on this matter and make sure that he steps up and does the right things for the men and women of the fire department. I'm not saying that he hasn't. I'm just saying that going forward, that we have an opportunity to correct a very serious situation. And I need him to be, you know, firing all guns, you know, moving forward uh, collectively together. And, I, and that, that's really just the one thing that I want to kind of... Let me, let me
1: follow up just very, very quickly. We, we will not belabor this, but um, many times just normal good order can just get things done. The proper, you know, requisitions are done. The money is appropriated and the apparatus is ordered and so on and so forth. If it's a personnel issue, those issues are addressed. It just appears as though there is not the will. There's not the um, the, the desire to focus on, on this issue. And it's so incredibly important i i know that if something absolutely terrible happened in one of the high rises or in one of the casinos or in a residential type setting that then all of a sudden oh my god there, there'd be all all these approvals would be flying for more staff for more equipment you know you know that that's the truth we're trying to not make it come to that let's do what's the let's do the right thing before it comes to rather than be reactive and respond to some kind of tragedy that you know would be documented. Look, this is why it happened. It took this much longer to get there, and we didn't have this equipment, and so on and so forth. It's all going to be provable, like math. Let's be proactive and get it done instead. I I, I just think this is really doable.
11: You're absolutely right. You hit the you hit the nail on the head again. I think it's a perfect opportunity with everything that's going on in the city is to show everybody that we can come together and that there can be resolutions to the problems that we face. I think this is the perfect opportunity to do it. But again, Everyone's got to come together, and I've gotten a great response from a couple council members just after being on the radio a couple minutes ago. So I think I have a lot of momentum on that side, and I think I need the chief of the department to step up and do the right thing here. And with the union and we all come together, put our heads together, and I, I really see that we can take care of this issue once and for all, but it's got to happen soon.
1: Yeah, I don't believe the chief is your problem. I believe that the executive branch is above him. I don't believe the council is your problem. I believe they're your solution. That budget is now theirs. You may have heard me comment about the $15 million that was taken out of surplus. So a certain reality TV show, Small Mayor, can brag he's lowering the tax rate. I could lower everybody's tax rate if I just go take money from the taxpayers and, and and you know, say that in a whisper and then say the tax rate is coming down with a shout. Uh, it's time to appropriate What needs to be done in terms of your personnel and also the apparatus. And I do believe that the right decision makers are on your side, including the governor.
11: Thank you, as always, Harry. I really appreciate your time. Good Good to visit
1: with you, Mr. President. Take care. Have a good day. All right. We take the final break. And when we come back, we promise that you would be next. And you'll be the second caller right after that. We do have an open phone line at 609-407-1450. When we signed on almost four hours ago, we told you that this was going to be a sprint. This was going to be a four-hour and six-minute sprint. And we were not going to stop until we covered all kinds of ground this morning. Uh, I've done my small part. You've done the rest. And that's why it's worked now in our 31st year together and we thank you so much for your fierce loyalty this is wpg talk radio 95.5 i am Hurley in the morning we'll be back 609-407-1450 and open phone line open phone lines until kill at six minutes past the top of the next hour this is
0: early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 and on the wpg talk radio app WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station.
3: Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could cause unintended damage in America, triggering devastating inflation. As gas prices skyrocket, prices for everything could surge even higher, making the current 40-year record inflation look mild. But hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon. And I urge you to take immediate action to protect your savings by opening a physical gold IRA with my friends at Birch Gold. I'm a Birch Gold customer myself, and they have my highest recommendation. Just text the word PROTECT to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on how to get started. In my opinion, gold IRAs are one of the best ways to protect your savings, no matter what happens in America or around the world. And the best company to work with is Birch Gold. So text the word PROTECT to 98 9898 nine, to get everything you need to know about protecting your savings with gold.
0: Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: It is fifty-two minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the morning program. You're listening to WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. You did that. And we have an open phone line at 609-407-1450. Welcome to our program. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. How are you doing, Harry? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, um,
13: with, with this situation with the fire
8: department, this is something that has been going on. This isn't just a recent thing. And the- well, if you
1: listen to this program, and I hope you do, and if you read our work on the app or at WPGtalkradio.com, you know we have been chronicling this for years. This is not new Anyone listening that thinks this is a new phenomenon, uh, no, this is years in the making, but it is getting even worse. I mean, when you have a situation where engines 7, six, four, and 2 are all down, oops, one came back, but it's used somewhere else because they closed this firehouse, it is a disaster that's going on right now.
3: Right. Now,
8: with the president of that local union, is there any way you can give me his phone number so I can contact him as a citizen concerned? Are you on? Fa- are you
1: listen, are you on, are you on? Are you on Facebook?
8: No, I'm I'm an I'm a dinosaur. I don't have anything to do with the Internet or anything. All right. Like
1: that. Um, because I could so easily I just, just I, could po- you, I could give you my phone number. You could give him my phone. Yes. number. Yes. That's how we're going to handle it. Go. Yep. You hold on. Don't go away. Hold the phone. Please don't go. Uh, I will give you because I only have his private uh, cell phone. So, uh, yeah, I would not be in a position. I don't ever give out people's numbers like that. But I will give your number to him. And uh, it sounds like you want to help. And they're getting a lot of really good people stepping up. That's what it's all about. This is why this is why the newspaper industry, I, I want to say, is dying. But it really died. They just haven't they don't they don't realize it yet. It died. And this is why what we do is such a leading indicator. We, we can help in real time. We can help. You cannot talk back at an editorial or a letter to the editor. You just can't. But you can have your say. Here is someone that we're going to put in contact with the leader of the professional firefighters, local 198 of Atlantic City. And um, I appreciate that you called in. Don't go away. Uh, I'll get to you as soon as I can. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
13: Harry, I just think it's uh, near that time for our walk down memory lane and uh, in regards to return of Rabbit foo-foo.
1: I have to say, I believe it's one of the great accomplishments in the history of this program. Back in the beginning of the era of
13: public radio and definitely paramount public service now
1: do me a favor Lance. explain to our listeners if you remember what year it was it might be easier for you because of your daughter and you know how old she was and the rabbit foo-foo and all that it's harder for me because these years are just starting to just just melt into each other i know it was a long time ago how many years ago in your estimation, was it? And take a take whatever time you need, a couple minutes, whatever, and explain what happened that day because it was both amazing and beautiful and it couldn't happen any better or any quicker.
13: Really? It was definitely expedited by the... I would think St. Anthony was there. I always say, St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please look around. We've lost something and we need it to be found. And lo and behold, Jimmy Barber stepped up, driving down Route 9 located it, and we...
1: Now, that because he was listening to Hurley in the morning and the on-air uh, discussion we were having about it. Ed. Where'd you go? I missed you. Go ahead. I'm right here. Yeah, you, you, you just blipped out there for just about 10 seconds. Go ahead.
13: Right here. I think it was 1997. Wow. She was like beginning preschool. Well was sixth kindergarten.
1: Ah. Incredible. Now Fufu was lost for how long? I would
13: say about three hours.
1: Wow. How long after we uh spoke? Do you remember?
13: Maybe less than an hour.
1: Yeah, that was that was an hour. I remember it happening very, very quickly. And of course, I've known Jimmy Barber forever. Uh, and it was just incredible. I mean, that's one of those things where I don't even know how to put the odds on that. It's like a one in a long shot because that foo-foo could have never been heard from again, could have been hit. Uh, any anything could have happen attacked by another animal. You, you just don't know. And uh, that was just so beautiful. And anybody, that, how old was your daughter at the time?
13: I apologize, Harry. I'm fading in and out with you. How
1: old was your daughter at the time?
13: Uh, about,
1: uh maybe six. Come on, oh, oh my God, a devastating age. Where oh, so that was just. She was. I remember. She was so happy when Fufu was found, wasn't she? Okay.
12: Oh man,
13: we we all did the happy dance. Yeah, but man, we we embraced, and I'm telling you. And then I went that later on that day, and I uh, put a new security barrier around it. But you know, what are you gonna do? Just a great time in uh, part of our childhood, as they say.
1: It is great to talk to you. Let me move on to the next caller. It is a great, wonderful memory, and again, one of my happiest achievements in the history of the Hurley in the Morning program, which, by the way, I've even spoken about this in New York City. When I'm at certain events and I talk about what talk radio can do and how it impacts, we talk about the Hurley in the Morning charity. We talk about all kinds of things where talk radio can be such a great force of good. And I do bring up the story of Fufu because I, I just truly believe that we had that open air sort of community batman signal up in the sky where jimmy barber was right where he should be he's listening and there goes fufu i i think i remember right in front of his car and he goes over and anybody i've had rabbits so just catching a rabbit can be very very tough they don't want to be caught they just take off and they zigzag And they're fast as can be. So that was just all meant to be. And that makes me very happy that we had the chance to just um, reminisce about it. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. And say hello to your daughter, who's now way, way, way an adult. What, 97 is what, like uh, 24 years ago? Something like that. So we're talking about a 30-year-old now. Next time you call, you have to tell me, because when something happens when you're sick, sometimes you don't have a great memory years later. Does your daughter still remember the legend of Fufu and how that all went down? That would be cool to hear about. Oh, my gosh. The clock is ready to strike 10. We would be out of here, except for the fact that Chris Coleman is a programming genius. And we have until the beginning of the Brian Kilmeade show. Let's make it count. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Caller, would you like to speak? Yeah, we already talked. You told me to hold oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. You you want to okay. be you were in the queue as the next caller. I got the number for you. I'm just going to give it to you because it's a number I can okay. say. I can say this out loud. Yeah, I, I'm sorry okay. about that. 609 348 0989. Ask for John. His name again? John. John Varallo, V. V is in victory, Varallo. I think he is going to have a victory, too. So it's a good good letter to uh, okay, pronounce it with. Thank right. you very much, Larry. Thanks for your interest. You're welcome, sir. And thanks for listening. 609-407-1450, if you'd like to jump in. What happened was two other calls went out at the same time. And so when I went to pick the next caller that was holding the longest, it went back uh, to our gentleman that was holding. And I didn't realize it. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Oh, call back. 609-407-1450. I think we're having a little bit of a problem with the phone lines because Lance was having troubles blipping in and out. I think we're just having a little bit of a, um, a technical issue, but they are working. 609-407-1450. Let me share one I did not get to today, but I got to the topic of it. I just didn't get to this phase of it, if you will. Governor Ron DeSantis, once again, he just is on the right side of all of these hot button issues such as this. What what else could you call it? Is it dystopian? Is it Orwellian? What do you want to call it? 1984? Do you want to call it Soviet Union, Russia? What do you want to call the Ministry of Truth? The Ministry of Disinformation? You tell me. This isn't dystopian 1984, and Desantis is all over this, calling it the disgrace and the hoax that it is. And for all people, that this this completely absurd, Alejandro Mayorkas to be the one to break the news of a disinformation governance board from the most dishonest administration that we've ever had. Ah, oh, it is just almost too much to bear. 609 407 an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yeah, Harry, the number you just gave me is not a working number. Unless- All right, well, hold on. That came, that came straight from somebody that has a very high title. Hold on. I, 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 you got to hang in there with me now. I'll get you off the air, and then I will get your number, and we'll, um, I'll get it right to the union president, who will be able to give you a call. That, that allegedly was the office number for the PBA, uh, not PBA, I apologize. I'm the identical twin brother of a former PBA president. That was the supposed office number to the Atlantic City Professional Firefighters Local 198. Let me finish up on this quick DeSantis thing, and we'll get right to you. And I have one other thing that I didn't, well, I have about 10 things we didn't get to in the 6 o'clock hour, but I'll have time to get to one more. So DeSantis is all over this. Uh, I would hope the American people would just remember when Obama had the great seal of Obama. And it lasted not even part of a day because even the Democrat media said, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he created because he wasn't the president yet. He was the president elect. He created the great seal of Obama. It was blue and it was sick and it didn't last long. Let's make this that kind of sickness that a completely intellectually dishonest, that's a kind way of saying liars who lie about lying, let's just completely make this ridiculous to where they won't even try to do it. How can, how can they be the arbiter of truth when they are so dishonest? I mean, has testified under oath they have done more at the border to secure the border than any, American, any administration in American history. There, he should spontaneously combust For saying something so preposterous as that. But let me give you the latest example. Put this in the same column as uh, Frank Rizzo, Kate Smith, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, the whole gang. There is a group of people and they're not without power. You have the state controller. You have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You have Tom DiNapoli. You have the city advocate. You have the Manhattan borough president. You have the Bronx borough president. You have a congresswoman, Maloney. Maloney. Uh, Congressman uh, Hakeem Jeffries uh, and another congresswoman, Grace Meng. They've all signed a petition where they want to remove the name Ed Koch, Mayor Ed Koch, who I think was even mentioned in Batman, if I'm not mistaken. They want to remove his name from the Queensborough Bridge, which has borne his name since 2011 this is, this is where we're at as a country. I wish we had more time to take calls. Uh, I tried to get you on. You bailed. Uh, call back tomorrow, 609-407-1450 at open phone line. And to the gentleman caller, we will get you in touch with the Atlantic City Professional Fire Department uh, in just seconds. I am early in the morning. It is now time for the Brian Kilmeade Show. Have a great day.